Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And this is the franchise. Woohoo! Connery, I'm gonna keep trying to wait until you do something else and then say your name. You want me to do oh so okay. You you want me to do something stupid first or <laughs> No, just every time we start the podcast, I'm just gonna cue you right when you're in the middle of doing something. Like right Oh now. good. Perfect. Like I was taking I was taking a sip from my old fashioned and you're like, it's Connery Hansen and I'm like Oh, not at all, boy. Who else is here, Tyler? Uh Spider Man. Three. Three of them. All three Spider-Men. Uh, the sand one, the, the evil one. Mm-hmm. And the red and blue one. And Lily Young. Hi. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> She's back. Welcome Thanks back, Lily. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> yeah. Back to talk about another movie I'm not in love with but you know what it's a hell of a lot more fun than the last one that i was on for yeah. so lily was on our episode for hunger games mockingjay part two and she's back to close out another movie franchise with us because we demand that she ends every movie series with us these oh, yeah, days huh? i guess I didn't, I didn't think about that especially the ones that just kind of putter out I will say, I, I have some fun things to say about Spider-Man 3, and I think you'll both be shocked by the end. But, oh, uh, wow. Really? Is yeah. it related to Shocker? Uh, yeah, Shocker is that I want Shocker to be in the movie, and he's not. Do you, like, do you guys want to catch up a little bit? Sure. Yeah, but anyways, we're talking about Spider-Man 3. Insert audio <laughs> clip here. I, I painstakingly made something for the end credit, so I didn't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um... There's not a lot of quotable uh, stuff in this movie. No, there isn't. Um, I wrote down a hi, couple things. Hi, sir. Brock, Brock Jr. and uh, uh, photographer of the Daily Bugle, and I'm um, dating your daughter. Um, it's I okay. I'm bad, and I <laughs> and like I being bad. <laughs> Find us some shade. Yeah, now <laughs> dig this. <laughs> insert audio clip here. We're all doing the emo Spider-Man dance right now. You just can't tell because it's an audio medium. Women are looking at me repulsed as I strut down the street. <laughs> How there are you, you Connery? Oh, you know, I'm good. Uh, this morning I finished editing Spider-Man 2, or, yeah, I've wrapped up editing Spider-Man 2. Wow. So, yeah, I think I told you I finished it, but what I basically do is I wait to the second day for whatever reason to put on, like, the theme song and just adjust everybody's audio. Yeah. So... Did yeah, finished Spider-Man 2, and then I finished the clips for finished watching Spider-Man 3 this morning. And uh then I watched uh, Capone. Oh, you watched Capone. I did because oh, Lily was like, watch oh, Capone. No. I thought you said you watched Home, that like CG alien movie, like <laughs> Jim Parsons. No. I watched Capone, baby. About How was the it? syphilis brain ridden <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Capone? It was rather depressing. I was, <laughs> I was a little bummed out the entire time. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Sir, my client has no idea what's going on here. Yeah, yeah it was. That was pretty painful to get through. Like, <laughs> it was like an actual struggle. Like, but at the same time, like I don't. It's. 
a really hard movie to watch, but I also like afterwards and me and Tyler were like talking about it for like two hours afterwards and just like looking oh. up reviews and stuff. And it was mostly I, you just looking up reviews. Yeah, well, of, yeah, because they were really funny. Funny letterbox reviews. But uh, I, I did like realize I was like, well, you know what? Like it held my attention the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a yeah. point like unlike, I don't know, other movies, I guess that you could compare to that that are like really slow and just like depressing and it's like it wasn't bore actually boring to me at any point i mean it was kind of like okay is anything gonna actually happen i was still kind of like i don't know i was still kind of interested the whole time though weirdly enough yeah it was like i was at the tail end of a what's it called of like a al capone biopic but for an hour and 45 minutes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh no (laughs) <laughs> it, but no. I'm saying all this and I'm making it sound like, like I actually like liked it maybe and I, I really didn't. I kind of did like it maybe. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like, so disgusting. It was one of the yeah, grossest movies I've seen in a long time. It's definitely like something you could like program into like a just like filth cinema, just like disgusting, <laughs> gross movies, like double feature. Like oh, yeah, yeah, match this with like the Garbage Pail Kids movie or something. I don't know, like... <laughs> what else to watch this with but and it's just yeah. fucking sad too on top of it <laughs> yeah. on top of just like watching just watching someone physically and mentally just deteriorate like mm-hmm. that it's just like it's sad too because it's like i don't know i mean it's like you're watching like a per- old person like with dementia and it's like oh it's like so sad yeah. and then you're like fuck he's only 48 but yeah. it's it's still the same kind of thing and it's like uh why? Just why? Why? Why did I? Why would anyone want to see that? I don't understand why. What's <laughs> well, his face? Lily made Thought me that see it. And had no no prerequisite for it, and just like watch Al Capone, <laughs> and then we'll did talk I say about that? it. <laughs> yeah, just because I wanted to talk <laughs> I talk with you about it, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Just just watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah, I liked it more than Lily. Um, I recommend people to watch it. It's like ten dollars a rent right now. But I know it's not going to be for most people, and I'm not saying mm. that like I love it or anything. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the mood of it. I'm just like, okay, I kind of like it. But anyways, I cannot recommend anyone watch that movie. Honestly, <laughs> I really can't. I would say it's interesting in the aspect of I like the idea that we're just watching him in the throes of his last days of life, and he's just yeah. deteriorating. And having been having seen like the front lines of dementia and what that looks like on somebody. And how upsetting it is. And I'm like, that's pretty apt to, in the movie at least. And even mm-hmm. if it's, it's just, he's de- de- disintegrating from a sexually transmitted disease, syphilis. But yeah, I mean, I was impressed that he didn't like do flashbacks really at all. Like if that's, it's a flashback, it's yeah. more like he's just like deranged and like reliving a memory more so than mm-hmm. an actual flashback. So I was like, eh, I give the movie props couple, for not doing that. Like in the, there's like the speakeasy flashback mm. kind of that was the one scene that was actually actually kind of cool yeah with uh louis armstrong singing yeah, yeah. i actually i actually did actually enjoy the that but, the blues. but at the same time like i just don't like that you just have to you go into it and it fully assumes that you know exactly who he is and everything that he's done mm. and i don't know yeah it's like a really specific movie and like i said i didn't love it but it still made me like even after reading like the just that like Polygon article on Josh Trank and like just knowing about fan, 
Pantorstic and like Connery, we saw that together with Jacob in theaters. Right. <laughs> and all that, like, just how spotty of a track record he has, I guess, uh, Josh mm. Trank. But it still made me, I guess, like, what I liked the most about it is just the stuff that's really, like, inspired by David Lynch. So it's just like, oh, this is kind of like a David Lynch movie. It's like mm-hmm. the same DP for, like, a lot of David Lynch movies. But um, it just made me more so, like, okay, like, I don't know, before this, I'm like, I'm kind of fine if he never makes a movie again. I'm like, if he does make a movie, I'll probably check it out, like, if he makes another one. Like, mm-hmm. just make, like, a low-budget horror movie or something. But I just feel fun. like it doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like the mood of it. And, like, that's fine with me sometimes. But I, I, there's probably a lot to be desired for most people, so... Mm. Yeah, the statement is basically is Lily right. It doesn't really have much to say other than like Al Capone sure was a piece of shit, and here's him <laughs> deteriorating before your eyes. He's going. He was a piece of shit. And now he's taking shits. <laughs> now he's taking shits in poor Hawkeye's wife's bed. Oh God, yeah. We okay. But Lily, did you like Samurai Cop better than you liked? Capone? Oh yeah, I forgot that we watched that. Yeah, I did. I think that I did like it. Yeah, on the subject of on the subject of going back to you guys, what have you guys been up to um, this uh, past week since I've seen you? I guess. Um, I guess it was my birthday a few days ago. Oh yeah. So we just made tiki drinks for like three days in a row. <laughs> I got Tyler a virtual tiki experience. Thing oh. That um, there's like this bar or maybe, I don't know if it was like a bar or like just a pop-up bar that was supposed to open in uh, downtown LA this summer, but obviously it, it can't open. Yeah. And so they put, they like organized like a virtual tiki event mm. where they, they send you ingredients to make four cocktails or two different ones, but like four like two servings of each. And then um and then you tune in like for a live stream and the the pop-up bar was supposed to be like 1940s nautical like submarine themed. Oh cool. And so the live stream like has a few like actors I guess or improvisers and they're all like in like nautical like clothes with like green screen <laughs> backgrounds that like they're in a submarine. And it sounds it sounds dumb. It was like SpongeBob adjacent. It was pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but it was actually like really cute. And yeah. they were like into it and like uh it was theatrical like the whole time and they show you how to make like a couple different drinks. Yeah. And so that was fun. Oh that's awesome. I love yeah, that. It's like, it the first blended drink I ever made. It's like a blended Chi Chi. So Ooh. it was fun. It was good. And then, good. Uh I put I forget. I think I just sat around and ate food on my birthday because there's not much else to do, but I was like totally fine with that. I think I just played more of The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like but... any other day in quarantine, yeah. really, but maybe more food. <laughs> but more uh, I did put on Michael Vance. Well, not, I guess they're both Michael Vance, but I put on Miami Vice, like the movie. Ooh. Nice. Um, and we started watching that. And then Lily's kind of like, this is just like really, there's like, too much going on right now. I guess I think it was like pretty late at night. It was we too like late. Te- I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> we had like we're tiki'd out. So tiki'd out. Yeah, there's just like a lot going on in that movie that's not like somebody explaining it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just I, recently on Letterboxd, like I've been following Sean Baker, like the filmmaker, and like he just is watching some like I don't even remember the director, but one of the movies is called Samurai Cop, <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. all like really low budget, like. 
movie set in in L.A. That's like I I think the director is um I forget what country he's from actually, but he's he he wasn't born in the U.S. and it's basically like a lot of the movies like what he like somebody would perceive like American action movies to be. Yeah, and it's just like the most eighties like awful movie ever and the guy has like really long hair and he's a samurai cop <laughs> but, but literally but the best there there's many um uh inconsistencies like between from shot to shot literally throughout that movie like like there, there could be like an action scene and they're just like very clearly in like two different locations <laughs> and like <Yeah>. when they're <laughs> cutting and the lighting will change like yeah. They use, like, and the exact wrong film stock every single scene. Like, it's really blue outside and really orange so inside. It's, like, every But the worst time. thing, pro- honestly, maybe one of the worst things I've seen in a movie. And just, I couldn't believe, like, I thought when it happened at first in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> that would be it. It was, like, oh, it was just a fuck up. It was just that. Yeah. But it happens throughout the entire thing. And it's that this guy has long hair, like, Tyler's length hair, like, past his mm-hmm. shoulders. And... Like every other scene, he's it's like natural, like his real hair, and yeah. then at some point, it's like a wig, but like a full on like woman's wig, and it's so much thicker <laughs> than his natural hair is, and it's like it's like bangs. It's really obvious that he just cut his hair at some point in production. Yeah, and they were like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" And like, it's at the point where it'll change in the middle of a fight scene. Yeah, every other multiple shot. times. It's crazy. It's almost kind of ballsy. It's like, wow, you really, you guys really <laughs> thought this would, like would pass, but it's it's bad. But I I read like something on Letterboxd about it that was just like, I really wish that they showed this kind of thing in film school. Yeah, to like show mm. people what not to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> A good example of when you're making movies and shots. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was like the perfect amount of bad movie where it's. I mean, it is really like the worst movie I think I've sat through. But the it was worst still, continuity I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, just say. technically speaking, just terrible. Um, and <laughs> like the room, I enjoy better. Like I think it's a better made. The room is a better made movie. Oh but, wow! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like at least it had like. Well, the room had like five different DPs, but like at least like. But he like bought like good ones movie, every I guess. time. I don't know. <laughs> a really bad movie, but. Um, I yeah, I think our mutual recommend this week is Samurai Cop on Amazon Prime for any aspiring filmmakers who want to know exactly what not to do or just people who enjoy bad movies. <laughs> Definitely check it out. And I guess mine's mine's Capone. <laughs> <laughs> do you recommend Capone, Connery? Uh, it has to be, I suppose. I didn't feel like I didn't really watch anything else. I watched like a bio like pick on bio thing on YouTube after I was done because I was like, oh, what was the beginning of his life like? And it was the guy really tore him to shreds on that too. It was like a lot of stuff Al Capone did was actually kind of glorified and like, like really like mythological. And, but this is the real stuff. And I'm like, Oh shit. He's just kind of a boring, violent gangster. So there you go. Yeah. So you heard it from the franchise. Go check out Samurai Capone. Samurai <laughs> Capone. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what I wrote for Capone on my letterbox review for Capone is never mind. That doesn't really apply to Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Another perfect segue. I forgot Tyler. what you wrote. Yeah. I forgot what you wrote. I wrote third times the charm. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just spends a lot of that movie pooping himself, but um, yeah. and it's Josh Trink's third movie. But we're not here to talk about Fan Four Stick. We're here to talk about another superhero. 
Yeah. A darker <laughs> superhero, a grittier one, one that dances through the night and wears all black, baby. His name is Topher Grace. <laughs> <laughs> and his best friend, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I don't really know where to start with this movie, but... Uh, I do. <laughs> I'm just like, before I even started watching this again, like, we watched this over two days, basically, but even before we started watching it, I was just thinking, like, I was just kind of bummed out a little bit, mm-hmm. just from, because, like, you, me, and Jacob were all just super stoked about Spider-Man 2, I feel, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this... <laughs> Such a bummer way to end that whole, like, like trilogy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come out now and say... I, I like Spider-Man 3. I watched I, it again, and I actually enjoyed what? myself, and I had fun, and I liked it. I mean, I do like it. It's just, like, it's definitely, like, a good blockbuster movie, but I have way, like, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, I have, like, no complaints about it at all, like, mm. basically, and then this one, then, like, yeah, there's a lot of things that, like, it could uh... I don't yes. hate it either. Yeah. Like, I don't, I... I don't think it's bad. It's just, like... It's worth, the worst of, of the three. Yeah, definitely. Coming off of Spider-Man 2, it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, this one feels like there's just like a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on and mm. a lot more CG and everything, so. Yeah. But, bad CG. Bad CG. A lot more bad CG. It really fell off in this one. Yeah, they, they go a little overboard with it. But Connery liked it. <laughs> I did like it. I, I did enjoy it. I, I had to put a... I just kind of put everything aside. I'm like, I'm... And I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 in probably... You, I, probably as long as uh, I've since I've seen Spider-Man 2 and so it was really fun just going back to that and just being like all right I'm gonna sit here I'm gonna watch this movie and I'm gonna have a good time and I I did have a good time it made me want uh Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 but we, we obviously don't get to have that especially the ending to this movie is so lackluster it, it yeah. literally just fades yeah. it fades to black and i was sitting there waiting for the third L- lord of the rings crescendo moment where it fades to black and then we fade <laughs> up again keeps coming back yeah and we keep coming back but it, it i was really sad I, I literally sat there and i said oh that that's the end of the movie yeah okay i i had to like rework some of my like clips for the end of this episode because <laughs> I, I left it hanging and i was like oh i, I gotta go back and like fix some stuff <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean more so, too. It's like, uh, like this movie's still good, but it's just tonally much darker than the first two. And it's like, mm-hmm. usually that's the second movie that'll do that. It's like, oh, no, let's, like, I just feel like the whole Venom, like, subplot really, like, I, I could see, like, their idea with it, where it's just like, oh, like, it's playing into, because now, like, Peter Parker and Mary Jane, like, are having, like, problems and stuff. It's like a, mm-hmm. more of a, like, character, like, relationship thing. Yeah. But it just feels like a lot of the story like gets dragged out and I don't know, it was just like a lot more of a, a downer yeah. than, than I uh it, it's the whole movie's just kind of like drawn out and sad. I, I feel like it could have been enough for them to for Spider Man to just be or for Peter Parker to for his head to just get too big in this. And mm-hmm. he already is, like kinda towards the beginning when he like uh is showing off and like kisses Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. In front of MJ, which is like, what the fuck? It's the worst. Somehow he, somehow he like acts like that shouldn't be a problem, but <laughs> but you know moments like that, like where his head is clearly getting a little too big from the attention, and meanwhile MJ is, you know, things are falling apart in her life with her career and everything, mm-hmm. and so it's like I feel like that would have been enough, and then between him and Harry, 
you know. Yeah, it really should have been it should him, Harry, Sandman should have been the plot. I would yeah. maybe argue if they wanted a third villain, Doc Connors turns into the lizard in this one. And it's kind of like the trifecta villainy thing with that. Yeah, I think Sam Raimi, I was reading, he originally wanted the Vulture as like the third villain because he mm. wanted three villains, but then Avi Arad, the producer, he's like you're just choosing all your favorite superhero villains. Like, <laughs> we need someone more modern because, like, that's what people will be into. Is I'm like, yeah, but, like, Venom's still from, like, the 90s, I guess. It's right? too much, though, because not only yeah, is he there. just, like, the third villain in it, but he, but Peter becomes him also at mm-hmm. a certain point. And so it's just like, wait. And then and then it's Topher Grace for, like, uh, 10 minutes. I think <laughs> It's a very complicated storyline in the comics in general, and he wears that suit for a long time before Venom's bo- even born. And yeah. it it really becomes interesting in the film how they they just they go through it so fast. It, it almost warrants Venom should really be the nemesis in his own movie and be a, a singular threat more so than yeah. a third party deal with Sandman and Hobgoblin and all these other dudes. <laughs> yeah, because it is interesting, like Peter, like you know, turning into Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. turning into dark spider-man or whatever like yeah that's <laughs> exactly. interesting but it should be like the only i feel like it should be like the central yeah, um, story in the movie but before we like go into the story of this movie and plot along i mean lily you're on here for a reason why why do you want to do spider-man 3 Ooh. because you really wanted me to do <laughs> spider-man 3 honestly <laughs> that's really why <laughs> <laughs> I, nice, I told him if anything I really wanted to do the first one because I watched the first one like when when you rewatched it however like a few weeks ago and I hadn't seen it for like a couple years and Tyler said and no Turin's doing that one <laughs> well I don't know he said that I could have but I also felt like maybe it was too soon for me to be back on the podcast I was like no no let Turin do it but <laughs> but Tyler also really wanted me to do the third one, and I don't know why. <laughs> Emo Spider-Man? Yeah, I guess it's just because I love I uh I appreciate the emo Spider-Man scene. <laughs> because I appreciate <laughs> one scene in the movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we thanks get for to joining. It. You can leave at any time. Okay. <laughs> no, when okay, so I had it's I an evil all over again. <laughs> I had seen Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 when I was younger. And my brother, like, had the DVDs or whatever. And I never saw Spider-Man 3. Honestly, I think just because he never, he didn't have the DVD for that one and just wasn't around and I wasn't going to go seek it out. I don't even know <laughs> if I knew that there was a third one. Like, um, but, so I hadn't seen it until Tyler showed it to me, like, a couple years ago. And when that scene happens, just that whole transformation and when he, like, looks in the mirror and just, like, oh, and, like... <laughs> like moves his hair over his eyes and I was like hold on what and I was like it was like one of the only times like watching a movie where I was just it was just utter disbelief I was just like is this real is this a joke like I didn't yeah. I just didn't really it felt it felt like I was watching a parody a straight up parody like of that movie and I don't I was just but I had so much fun watching it at the same time but it was just like what like yeah, I think that's like what a lot of people like after this movie. Like it, it kind of like was. But people were mad, right? It was like self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing of like why there would be no, no Spider Man Four because the Sam Raimi was planning <laughs> Spider Man Four. It's like I know he had a lot of script problems with that movie, anyways. But 
I feel like that scene in itself kind of like sealed the deal. I I really like that scene. That's my favorite scene in the movie. It's hilarious. It's so much just fun. Just slightly but, uh, adjust his hair. Yeah, but there's yeah. so many people. I just always remember like people being like, "Oh, Spider Man Three's bad," and like now I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, compared to the other ones, it's not as good." But for the longest time, I'm like, Spider-Man 3 is not bad. Like, people all hate it for the wrong reason. Like, oh, it's so mm. cheesy when he's all emo Spider-Man. I'm like, do you know how to have fun? Like, why do you go <laughs> see a movie? Like, This is how I felt. Things? I was like, everyone's being so mean to this. And yeah. it doesn't really deserve a lot of the flack that it gets. Yeah. On that note, Connor, do you want to kick us off on this third adventure? I fully do, my friend. So we start off, and we have a movie montage this time instead of artwork, which yeah. really bummed me out. I was gonna, yeah, me too. I was gonna say because we were all like so jazzed about the artwork in the second one and how mm-hmm. it like, recaps the whole first movie, and this one's just like clips of the first two movies. And they they go through every scene of Spider Man One, and Spider Man Two is extremely rushed in these clips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, I, which I was like, okay, interesting. And let's let's go straight into the movie. We we it's basically everybody loves Spider Man. We see clips of him just doing heroic deeds. Uh, Peter Parker's standing on the street and these kids are like, wow, awesome. And he's like, you want to stick around? It's going to start again. And they're like, nah. And they leave. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're kids. And then we cut to him in college and he's doing really good in Dr. Connor's class still. We see Gwen Stacy and she's very pretty and a model. And Sam Remy has an obsession with pretty women and it's fun. Um, What else? She's Bryce Dallas Howard. She's Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> Who, like, I, I I, like Bryce Dallas Howard a lot. I just feel like it's... The roles that she's cast in, yeah. it's so unfortunate. Like, she just has to play, like, annoying characters, I feel like. Like, I even... between, like, Jurassic World and Lady in the Water. <laughs> and even, like... It, Lady in the Water's not black, her fault. That Black I Mirror like episode. Lady in the Water. <laughs> no! Connery! <laughs> I are you, seen are you the Bob Balaban character in that where you just like recite like this is the part where the critic dies? Just like, oh God. That's my job on this fucking podcast. <laughs> what? That's my job on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you are Bob Balaban. Yeah. Anyway, Lily, sorry. Oh no, I mean I don't have much to say. Uh, yeah. All of her her like every like, outfit that she wears is like super dated and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> And it, that was like way too distracting. <laughs> like, it's like I really like her in the village, and I think you do too. Oh like, yeah, the well, village, of course. Village. No, she's really good in the village. That's where she like yeah. was really became known. I think she was probably in some other stuff too. But that was like at least too shy Amalan. Mm-hmm. He was like, I found the next like big actor. Um, but yeah, I, same thing. It's like I like I I don't know her personally, but I it's like I like her as a person. She seems like really like yeah. a positive person, and yeah. she's also now like very good director like she directed one of the episodes of the mandalorian that's like the first thing she directed i think besides oh wow that's super cool which which one yeah i think like the fourth episode i forget what number it is but it's the one with like the people in the village yeah on that like oh or the the forest it's not which a lot of people like said like had issues with that episode or they thought it was boring or whatever and like i feel like i was the only person like when people were talking about that show that like actually really liked that episode Mm. But it, it feels a little fillery, but it's still fun. It's still cool. Yeah, it's because it's it's a little bit slow, but there's like actual character development that happens in that show mm. or in that episode. In that episode. Yeah. Uh, so, Mary Mary Jane's on Broadway, and things are things are just going really good. Peter, what is, song is she singing, Connery? <laughs> um, 
They say that falling in love is wonderful by, uh, I think, Nancy Clooney. Is, is that, is that what musical is that? It's not a musical. It's just some song. I'm not, it, may, it might be even from a musical, but I, I really have no idea for that one. It might be like an old 1940s one. Oh, but It was definitely a familiar song, but I was like, is that mm-hmm. just, I don't think that's in a musical, but I know that that's like a real song. Yeah, I <laughs> I literally thought it wasn't her singing because she has this very old Hollywood sounding singing voice. Yeah, I thought and, the same thing too. And so I even looked it up. I was I found like like that can't be her. Like that sounds nothing like Kirsten does. Like, but it is. It, it's it her. Like her. She just yeah. but she recorded in a sound booth and a sound booth and then just lip synced it in the movie and that's perfectly fine. But I was I was like, wow, she's she's got some she's got some good some good um, chops on her. She's good. So yeah, yeah, I I actually really enjoyed this time around like MJ and like She's there's actually like some amount of like complexity to to her mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first time, I feel like kind of in all these movies and just yeah. her her dealing with like her relationship with Peter and like jealousy so and her career and agency, like, I guess. In this yeah. And too. you can a- mm-hmm. you can actually like, I don't know, you can like really see it like in her face, like what she's I don't know what she's going through. Like, oh, yeah. What she's thinking and she's, feeling she's Kirsten a lot Dunst more like emotional in this. Yeah. And uh, her hair's a lot better in this, too. <laughs> her hair gets progressively better in each movie. <laughs> and yeah, this it's time, like, like the like color's a... just, like, a lot more natural. And it's, like, really full and, like, flowy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she has this kind of, like, tangerine-colored hair rather than, uh, like, tangerine blonde. Like more so like red that dark red. Yeah. Artificially-looking red, like, at one point. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So, yeah, I like that she, I don't know, has more substance to her character in in this, even though she, like in the end of all of them, does end up screaming and having to be rescued yeah. <laughs> at the end. I've but, been I've been playing the, the Spider-Man video game that came out, I think, maybe a year or two ago now, and oh. they, they really give Mary Jane agency. Like, the, her whole deal is she's like a reporter for the Daily Bugle. She's not just some hot actress. She she looks more plucky and cute than just like super hot. But but yeah, like she she has actual agency. She like literally has like fights with Peter about, and it's why they break up. Is is that like she, he he feels like he has to sideline her and do everything himself. And she's like, I'm a capable person. I can get things done. And the game kind of proves that over time. It's through these horrible stealth sections but still still it's interesting just showing and giving other characters agency over spider-man showing his support team is just as valuable as he is in the scheme Mm -hmm. of things so it's interesting to see over time mary jane get more character even in different forms of media yeah yeah and then james franco's looking down at peter and it's a meme (laughs) It is a meme. It's a what is very, meme? very popular shit slinging. Oh, meme. the binoculars? <laughs> no, yeah, he's just staring he down a, at him. Yeah, he pulls the binoculars down and he looks down at Peter and he's just like, <laughs> like looking down at him. And I always forget what like what the context is for each meme, but it's really funny. Yeah, and then uh, so after the show, Harry catches Peter and he's he's still very angry that his dad's dead and he still feels like it's Peter's fault. And so he's just like, hey, I'm watching you, punk. And Peter's like, OK, I'm going to go meet MJ. Please go away. And Peter and <laughs> Harry does. Um, Peter and Mary Jane have a nice time. James Franco, meanwhile, makes a horrible snowboarder outfit. And it's just terrible. Mm. I This was the I, moment like. <laughs> 
this was definitely the moment when I was like watching it again this time and I was like, oh yeah, this is not <laughs> going to be good. <laughs> like at first all... you're kind of excited and you're back with all these characters that you that you love and you're like, oh, and they're in love and she's on Broadway now and it's like, oh God, he's like riding on that snowboard thing and just like the CGI looks terrible, especially literally... in- Wait, you're talking about Jack Frost? Oh my God. <laughs> I zoned out for a second. <laughs> We're talking about Spider-Man 3, Tyler, the point of this podcast. Uh, Snow Dad's better than No Dad. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so Harry's building this suit, and I he throws all of his father's aesthetic out the window and decides to be a cool snowboarder. And I, I wouldn't call him the Green Goblin. I call him the Green Snowboarder at this point. So... Even though his snowboard has some neat tricks to it, and he decides to have some it's aggressive like Batman blades, yeah, it's it's a hoverboard. It's a, it's exactly a hoverboard. Okay, let's see here. Uh, they Peter and Mary Jane have a lovely web date, and they just look up at the stars, and they see a shooting star, and the shooting star turns out to be the Venom symbiote, which later attaches itself to Peter's bike as Mary Jane and Peter head home. It's incredibly convenient that it crashes right next to them, but. <laughs> I guess what are you, what you going to do? <laughs> exactly. It, it's a movie. It, convenience has to be an element there somewhere. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sandman is on the run. Um, what's his name? It's like something Marco. Is THC. His... <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Church. Or wait, Church. <laughs> After the, the sideways bump, Thomas Hayden Church got to be in a superhero movie. Uh, I like him a lot as an actor. I've always really liked him. Yeah, I like him too. I first saw him in George of the Jungle. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Sideways, which Tyler and I love and a lot of people hate. Why do people hate Sideways? Sideways Sideways is amazing. Because they aren't like 50 years old inside (laughs) like we are. (laughs) Sideways is good. Yeah, it is good. I love Sideways. And I don't know if you know this or not, Connery, but he also has a cameo in the newest Hellboy movie. The oh, he does? Who is he in that? Reboot. Lobster Johnson. He's Lobster what? Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like, you know, that movie, but he if still that, is Lobster Johnson. If that movie succeeded, I guarantee we would have gotten a spinoff of Lobster Johnson. And the whole, we could have gotten the whole yeah. Mike Magnola cinematic universe. And He's great. really good in it for like 10 seconds. That sounds like a made up name or like not a real character. Lobster Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, Hellboy. <laughs> Yeah, Just it's Hellboy Bazaar, 1940s heroes. Uh, Tyler, you need to read Black Hammer. You you would freaking love that shit. Is that a Hellboy thing or what? It's not. It's Jeff Lemire, but it's very oh. much in the vein of like 1940s heroes and like in the vein of also sideways of them just being like, well, we're stuck on this weird farm. We got to live a normal life because we're stuck in this weird dimension and just all the weird shit that ends up happening and them kind of just wrestling with their own emotions more so than fighting crime. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, Sandman breaks into his family home. He goes to see his daughter, who's very sick with I, every disease. I don't know what she has. <laughs> yeah, generic disease. She has yeah. sickness. Yeah, some sort of <laughs> degenerating disease. She needs a cane. She has a breath breathing tube. It, everything is required to keep this this little girl alive. He she gives him a locket in the end after like the wife catches him sneaking around, and the little girl his daughter gives him a locket, and he's like, "I will save you, Penny. Don't worry." And then he runs away. 
Um, <laughs> I, I this little clip right here, I thought was funny. I find it, I still find it always funny that Peter Parker chooses to ride his motorbike around where he could literally just web sling around the city, which is what I would do if I was Spider Man in New York City. <laughs> I would putter around. You would putter around still? Yeah. I'd be like, I can literally web sling 10 times faster than my motorbike and just like change in and out of my Spider Man outfit. Well, I like that he doesn't have a car or anything. He's just like, on his little stupid it's moped. part of him being a goober yeah you know <laughs> he's definitely a goober and with that's his, what's, like, red helmet that's what's so compelling about him and specifically toby mcguire playing him <laughs> like it just fits his fucking goober personality so well <laughs> oh that's right he's he's he heads over to aunt may's place and he tells aunt may that he wants to marry mary jane and um and what's aunt may puts forward this really intense speech she's like well a husband has to put his wife before everything else and she tells him how Uncle Ben proposed to her and how she said no the first time because they weren't ready and they waited and then he proposed to her again and of course she said yes. Uh, I really Pe- love that scene too. It's really nice. Uh, Peter has a look on his face when she says that that I immediately, it's almost the crux of this whole movie is he isn't ready to fully be with Mary Jane and even Mary Jane knows that because he will always choose Spider-Man over her every single time. It's an, an immense responsibility that even outweighs her in some ways which is unfortunate he's like too full of himself right now too Mm -hmm. and also that yeah so and she says like oh we would we'd be together 50 years now come Mm -hmm. august and it's just like uh yeah it's just like always some sad scene it's always so sad yeah it's just always upsetting and Aunt May gives him the engagement ring that uncle ben gave her which definitely means a lot and Peter's really excited. He's like, okay, I'm going to propose to Mary Jane. I got to make the perfect like date to do it. And he rides home really happy. And then he's attacked by a flying snowboarder. And, <laughs> <laughs> and James Franco's suit is the definition of overdoing it throughout this entire time. It's so just, tacky. It's, it is tacky, ugly, and has every gizmo and gadget <laughs> possibly needed to kill a Spider-Man. I like that he has way more gear than Green Goblin. But, uh... That's what I was going to ask is like, are we supposed to assume that he, and maybe this doesn't even, it's a detail that doesn't even matter, but is that like just gear that uh, his dad had already made? Or like, do we think that Harry like has been working on this and this is like... like... both, yeah. Like he probably made his own improvements because he's going like... Yeah. He's... Uh I have a hard time even believing that because he's not smart. That's what like, I was thinking. Peter had to help him not, through like, high school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe it's just all his dad's stuff then. I don't know. But like, yeah, Was Willem Dafoe planning on becoming a, a flying snowboarder? <laughs> I mean, did he even? I guess he did build that stuff, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. But like, I'm like, Bernard definitely helped at some point, though, right? Like... <laughs> Bernard in this movie, we've been casting him as the villain, but by the end of it, he's the one who turns Harry to the light. Hashtag Bernard not innocent. He's complicit <laughs> he's in all complicit. the Who who buys the maker's mark in that household? I bet it's Bernard. <laughs> okay. He's an enabler. He he's <laughs> Peter eventually defeats uh Harry after this really long, drawn-out fight through alleyways and I, I kind of enjoy this fight. I think it's really intense and cool. And Peter's, or not Peter, what's his name? Harry's really, really strong now. And because he gassed himself up too to be just like his dad and be with all the insanity that comes with it. But he oh, does, he does? 
Yeah, yeah he gasses himself. But he doesn't go, ooh, cold. <laughs> no, he does He just steps out of the gas. He doesn't kinda, have any metal clamps to put on his nips like Willem Dafoe did. Doesn't have I a horrible know. seizure I, either. Yeah. There's no way James Franco could, could even come close to just like being convincingly as menacing as like Willem Dafoe in that yeah. role. Like he's like well, not even. It's not like... What I like about his character is that it does come around, and it's like, oh, he's not completely a bad person. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe is just too fucking bonkers yeah. to like come back. <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, Harry is just like, you know, he eventually turns around because mm. I don't know. I like their little like b- team up at the end. But. I love this that mo- too. They, yeah, they, he just has bad information. He's operating under bad information for years. That Bernard could tell him at any moment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What the fuck, Bernard? I loved your father. And I don't understand that. I'm not gonna tell. Go ahead and kill people. And he's been complaining about wanting to kill Spider-Man in that house for probably like two, three years. Why didn't he just <laughs> tell him? It could have been like a private conversation over a glass of Maker's Mark and him just being like, <laughs> look, here's what really happened. And Peter being like, oh, oh. Also, just oh, the man. way that he reveals the information. Isn't, like, isn't he just like, if I may, sir. <laughs> if I may, sir. It's like at if the I, end of the movie, the third movie. And he's like not even upset with him. He's not even like, why didn't you tell me this before? If that it's was one he'd like punch a hole through his stomach and then just like leave. <laughs> Like, you're fired. <laughs> anyway, we go cut back to... Oh, we, we meet Captain Stacy, who's hot on the trail of the Sandman. And yeah. Sandman wanders into the particle physics test area, because that's and just at hand in New York City. Captain that's Stacey. what I was going to ask about. Like, what is that facility even supposed to be? It's another particle. test site thingy. Particle physics test. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh... <laughs> Captain Stacy, played by James Cromwell, a.k.a. the farmer from Babe. Good pig. He's very tall. And uh, that's like all you see of him in this movie, as opposed to um, Dennis Leary all over the place in Amazing Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure, doesn't he also play a police captain in L.A. Confidential? Oh, he probably does. does. He does, yeah. I like L.A. Confidential. That's a good movie. Yeah, I've never finished it. Oh, you should. It's rad. It's one of many long lists of thousands of movies I started and never finished. When you said that earlier, I was thinking L.A. Noir. I'm like, oh, he's in L.A. Noir? (laughs) I could could see him being in it. He'd totally be in that. He plays, he's probably the voice of the Irish captain or something like that. (laughs) Along with like the rest of the Mad Men cast. Yeah. Everyone in that game is from Mad Men. But uh, much like the worst run lab in the first Spider-Man, as Turin pointed out, <laughs> um, this is also a terrible, like, all the scientists in Spider-Man suck so bad. Like, there's, like, a huge man in the particle physics test, and they're like, oh, I detected something. It's like, oh, it's probably just a bird. I'm like, can't you, like, if it's, like, physics, like, wouldn't you know, like, how much weight is added into this very delicate experiment? And Obviously, also, if they're doing like, sand. They probably measure that out per the ounce to get everything right. And they're like, oh, bird, it'll fly. I was like, get that fucking bird out of here so it doesn't disrupt our test. Yeah, they've obviously like never seen the fly either because it's like if it's like some sort of like teleportation <laughs> thing, you're going to get some mutant man. Like, don't do it. <laughs> but turns out they do it and the Sandman is born. Yep. Uh, later on, Peter waits for news about Harry because, oh, basically, Spider-Man beats him up so bad that Harry gets a brain concussion and the doctor says well 
he's lost most of his memories, it turns out. It, all his short-term memory. And Peter's like, okay. And then James is like, hey, buddy, Peter, how are you? And Peter's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that could have happened. He goes, mommy? <laughs> mommy. He imprints on Peter immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... Uh, Harry just assumes Peter and him are still friends, and Peter just leaves it like that. He says, perfect, I don't have to really deal with a new nemesis, awesome. Later on that morning, Sandman reforms, and I really, really like this scene a whole lot. I don't care how ugly the CGI is, I really, <laughs> yeah, really like I was gonna, it. I was going to say, I have the same like feelings on that, basically. It's like, just us watching this, we're like, oh, like a lot of CG in this movie did not age very well. Uh, very the much Sandman stuff's okay, though. Yeah, the Sandman stuff, like, coming back together, it's like, it doesn't look like a person, obviously, but <laughs> the intention is there, and it works like uh, emotionally because it's kind of a, mm-hmm. like the music's very tragic. Uh, yeah. Which I will note, this is the first one that Danny Elfman didn't work on because apparently he had a terrible time doing the music for oh, Spider-Man God. Two, even though the music's Ooh. really good. I guess this like Sam Raimi was like really, Whoa. I don't know, he was like throwing shit at Sam Raimi after this, and then they eventually came back and did the music for uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh no, <laughs> of all things, but. Um, On the subject of Sandman and how he looks, you know what he, the first thing I think of, like, when I see him, like, forming, like, for the first time? Sure. Did you did you guys ever have, like, those things from the Discovery Store, I'm pretty Where sure? Where you put your hand in it? Yeah, it's like a metal, <laughs> Yeah. it's like these yes. metal, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like metal, metal pins. Metal prongs, yeah. pins. Yeah. And then you can, like, stick your hand in it, or your face in it, <laughs> and then... <laughs> It, it you, keeps the form of your you face. Did you stick your That's face in it like. as a child? Yeah. Did you not? <laughs> and Toys R Us? Did you not? <laughs> just like... <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of creepy, and you can, like, set it on a, on a shelf. <laughs> like, after you've made, like, a print of your face. And you go, just, this like, is Han- art. <laughs> you just Han Solo, like... Exactly. The things we entertained ourselves with before the internet. <laughs> um, yeah. I definitely remember those. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this whole scene with Sandman, it's, it did make me excited for... Doctor Strange 2, which Sam Raimi is supposed to direct, um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, he has the capability to do some really, like, emotionally motivated things with CG, and now that technology is so much better, it'll just mesh in a lot better. Totally. Um, so, except for that. Mary Jane gets destroyed by the critics on the big Broadway, and she's <laughs> feeling very sad. She even goes to her audition, or her, um, or is that later when she goes to her theater, and they're like... She goes oh, back later, yeah. T- but that's later. Right. Yeah, sad. But yeah, she, she gets annihilated by the critics and she goes to see Peter and she says, I got a terrible review. Peter's like, it's just one review. It doesn't matter. Spider-Man goes through this stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, he really makes it about himself. Douchebag. <laughs> and Mary Jane isn't really having it. She's, she, you can just feel her seething as he talks about himself and Spider-Man and she just sits there angry and she leaves eventually just resolving to whatever, you're not really going to help me much with this. And the Venom symbiote is also cohabitating Peter's apartment right now and just chilling, not really doing anything with him, just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> they start a sitcom together. Yeah, they start a sitcom. Me and my Venom symbiote. <laughs> and Eminem sings the theme song. <laughs> oh, man. Venom, Venom. We gotta get the Venom, Venom. Okay, so Gwen is a part-time mega genius and part-time model, apparently. (laughs) We learn that her life is in danger by a runaway crane, construction crane, not a bird. (laughs) 
So <laughs> it basically annihilates this building. She's in like a copy or ad commercial. We see Eddie Brock, who is apparently dating Gwen, and he is a new freelance photographer for the Daily Bugle. And we get that wonderful scene where he introduces himself to Gwen Stacy's dad, of all things, by saying, oh, hey, I saw her last night. And then her dad's like, well, who the hell are you? And he says, oh, hey, uh, Brock Jr., sir. Eddie Brock Jr., sir. Um, <laughs> I work for the Daily Bugle, and uh, I'm dating your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Which was uh, charming to me, <laughs> charming on one side and really annoying on the other. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you like him in this movie, Topher Grace? He's not Venom. I could see him as yeah. like as a competition freelancer that Peter ruins, whose life Peter ruins, and it's a consequence he has to deal with. But he's definitely not Venom. Yeah, it's tough because like I see him like why they cast him because like he's a parallel figure to Peter Parker, but mm-hmm. you know I, I kind of like Tom Hardy's <laughs> Eddie Brock because it's like a little bit more like in the comics where he's just like kind of like a bigger broody kind of guy, like mm-hmm. right, but. I mean, generally, I like Topher Grace's like acting, but I just he just feels like pretty miscast, especially yeah. near the end of this movie oh, where he yeah. becomes Venom. I'm just like, Ugh. No. like stop. <laughs> he works stop. as he works as uh like being just annoying, <laughs> like really like an, and like you said, like oh, like someone who's like kind of on the level of Peter. In this, but like the second that, and it's only luckily, I mean, like it's only like the last like ten minutes of the movie that he like really becomes Venom. Yeah, it's just like it's really oh, short. it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It is. So Spider Man's. Oh, sorry. you have more to say, Lily? Oh no, I was just gonna say I haven't really seen him in anything else though, except for like Interstellar. <laughs> he has mm. like a really small role in that, but I always thought he was good in that. Oh yeah. He oh yeah, Duke he's and... really good in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he is good in that. He's like a really good actor, and I, I think it was kind of, I mean, he just kind of did whatever he wanted. I feel like, especially like right after this movie, he just, like, he was still acting, but he kind of just like picks and chooses his roles, so maybe this movie had something to do with that. <laughs> he wanted more control of his, like, acting, but mm. I think he's making like a lot of, like, really cool choices nowadays, and he also mm. re-edited the uh, prequel trilogy of Star Wars. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> which I, which uh, I don't think he can release online, but. That's just Aww. a fun fact with Topher Grace. Oh, wait, yeah. Did you show me that? Uh, I mean, I probably told you about it. I've never seen wait, it. But... Had... Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a trailer, like a small, like a short. Never mind. I'm getting that mixed up with something else. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so Spider-Man saves Gwen. Uh, Peter is shocked to learn that Brock is out for his job. Where he introduced him. He's like, don't worry about Spider-Man. Uh, Peter makes you look a little chunky in your pictures. So I'm here to fix that. And Peter goes, uh, hell no. And he leaves, and Gwen has this look on her face where she's like, I'm not dating Eddie Brock anymore. I want to date (laughs) Spider-Man. So, back of the Beatle, uh, JJJ has heart heart problems. It's a scene I really like where Elizabeth Banks just keeps hitting this loud buzzer every single time he gets mad at the his dorkiest, like, assistant or co or like assistant editor is keeps pitching this horrible new like <laughs> youth initiative yeah. and <laughs> so, i love the copious amounts of antacids and like pills just like <laughs> all over his desk <laughs> not that one <laughs> yeah it's funny like elizabeth banks in these movies like she has such a small role but she's just really funny throughout the whole, like all three mm-hmm. She gets like more and more lines and like appearances throughout these movies. It just shows how good she is. She's yeah. she's great. I love her. Um, Spider Man gets the. Oh wait, hold on. Um, let's see here. At the bugle, yeah, loud buzzer, fun. 
Um, I have a note here that just says, God, Brock sucks. And, oh, he just kisses jo- Jonah's ass the entire time. And eventually, J. J. Jonah Jameson decides to pit Peter and Brock against each other to see who can be the first one to get a picture of Spider-Man being a thief and a menace and a bad person. And they disperse. And they're like, okay, and break, go. Spider-Man gets the key to a... He gets the key to the city. Well, he's just like, yeah, looking at a news report or something in Times Square or something, right? And yeah. then Stan Lee just walks up to him. And he's like, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. And then he like, and walks away. Peter blankly looks at him and says, don't talk to me, old man. And <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, everyone calls... Bernard Bernard now for some reason. <laughs> Does anybody call him his name besides uh, Harry? I think he's too old to really try to correct him at this point. Like if I was Bern- Bernard Bernard, I'd be like just waiting for the grave at that point. I'd just be like, whatever. I've lived my life serving this family. Just let me die. I did imagine like an alternate version of Dark Knight Rises with like <laughs> him being like Master calling Alfred Osborne. Alfredo. Oh what? I was like, that'd be like Bruce Wayne calling Alfred Alfredo the entire time or something. Uh, I just imagine him like saying like, I don't want to see you die, Master Bruce. Like, I'll see you in a at a restaurant in in France or whatever at the end yes. of this. Except it's Bernard. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, but boy. Yeah, so, Peter's yeah, Peter and Harry the- hang. What? Go, go ahead, Tyler. No, you go ahead. No, you do it. No, you go. Lily. Uh, he gets the key to the city. <laughs> he gets the key to the city. Movie's over. Great. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he goes to, like, there's a huge uh, parade and everything, and Toby's just, like, looking at all of it. He's like, wow, I'm, wow, it's so cool. Like, he's just, like, really enjoying it. Like, that's cool, but he's also just a little too obsessed with being Spider-Man. Mm. Like, yeah, but- to the point during this parade where I'm like, out of context, it's like, yeah, we know the first two Spider-Man movies were a hit, but, like, still, like, calm down a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, those movies are great, but, like, that doesn't mean this movie, this one's inherently going to be great. So, like, you still got to earn that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just felt, like, a little too full of itself, I guess. But, yeah, this is a scene where he, Spider-Man shows up, he turns into Spider-Man, and then he kisses uh, Gwen the same way that he kissed Mary Jane the first time, as Lily mm-hmm. pointed out while we were watching this. While she's watching the whole thing. And and isn't there the, the random kid in the oh, audience yeah. who goes, no, Spider-Man, no! Like, yeah. as he's kissing her, I loved that. Everyone's like, do it! Yeah, do it! And then the little kid is just like, stop, Spider-Man! I love that. Like, why? Why did they do that? I don't know why, but I, I love it. Those are the little things that I like a lot yeah, about these Yeah, me movies. too. Me too, yeah. Yeah, before even that, Mary Jane has is a bit doubled over because she lost her position, her her position in the play. Like she's she's yeah. been recast. So sad. Yeah, that's such a like. How the fuck? Like, did they not? That was handled really poorly. By the the, the guys say it. We handled this very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, does he actually say that? Yeah. Yeah. She literally like comes in for rehearsal, and there's just someone who's replaced her. Like, what the fuck did you think would happen? Like, she's gonna like she's supposed to show up for rehearsal. There's a lot of like really good like small character bits in this in this movie. Like all the Spider-Man movies in general, but like this those two the play directors or whatever. Uh, I don't know what the term is, but they were just like pretty funny for just being like a really mm-hmm. small part. 
And then um, Thomas Hayden Church's wife in this, who I can't seem to find like who the actress was, but she's like really good in her like one scene she has and never shows up again. Like <laughs> there's just really good casting for like really small parts in this movie. Yeah. So Sandman robs an armored car and Spidey shows up because he's just right around the block at his big party and they fight. Sandman gets away. Peter is... And then later on in the day, Peter's going to propose to Mary Jane at a really nice restaurant. And Mary Jane's coming in mad because she literally just saw him kiss Gwen Stacy <laughs> and sees like news like papers or posters with him kissing Gwen Stacy. And she's just like, that son of a bitch. And then Bruce Campbell has his third cameo. <laughs> yes, he does. And he like he's a he's like the French uh, host or whatever at the restaurant. And he- and he keeps begging you to believe that he's French the entire time. Yeah. I fully believe that this character isn't actually French. He's like, yeah, I am French. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I just laughed really hard when he just, yeah, the line is just like, I am French. Like, he just <laughs> says it. I'm just like, it's just so funny. Because if you say a line like that, it's like, you know, it's a joke. So. Yeah. That whole scene is kind of fun. Like, even though it's like tragic at the same time, because she like, do they like basically break up when he's trying to propose to her? I mean, she yeah. leaves, but then... Uh, Harry makes her break up with him officially later. Oh, right, right. But at the same time, they they have the whole, like, staff trying to, like, orchestrate the proposal (laughs) thing, and they're just like, like, that's pretty funny. And And Peter is such, like, the weenie move, like, putting the ring in the bottom of a wine glass. Yeah, I was, no, it's it's like champagne. I was also like, isn't that going to damage the ring somehow? Like, that's... I don't think so. (laughs) Probably not, but but I'm like, ew, that's kind of... Why would you spend like presumably so much money on like a diamond ring and then yeah. just like leave it sitting in like a sham- in <laughs> champagne for it. however long? It's like it's a really old, really cliche trick is by it? now. It really is. It's it's in like oh. a lot of different like really cheesy things that like the rings in the bottom of a champagne glass and it just it's just really stupid. I don't like the idea of like putting it on her finger and it'd be full of like sticky champagne. I'm like yeah, I, 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 exactly. I don't really see how this is romantic in any way. It's a sticky <laughs> ring. Yeah. You're saying Fraser would not do such a thing? Fraser would never ever do that. He would pl- <laughs> overplan some big giant horrendous pompous thing that would like go wrong six ways till Sunday. And then he ended up probably proposing at like uh, this really rundown place they end up at, <laughs> and he'd he just would, be like, he would ask them to redraw his caricature. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining Fraser Cast. We'll see you guys next week. Why aren't we doing that? A <laughs> <laughs> good question. <laughs> All right, we have our second spinoff podcast that's going to be lined yeah. up soon. We're quitting um, this one right now, and I'm clicking stop record right now. Stop record. <laughs> All right, it's just me now. I'm going to continue to talk about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically the, the proposal gets totally botched. Peter's so full of himself at this point. Oh, and... yeah. I compared him to like an influencer, basically, like the worst example of like an influencer or YouTuber where they're just like talking about themselves all the time. Just mm-hmm. like to as a modern context. I'm not saying this is all YouTubers or anything, but it's just like I don't know. I've just known a few people like that I guess no, nobody nobody that I know, like none of my friends are like that or whatever, but it's just like this just like the stereotype internet of like, personality. Yeah, internet personality. Mm-hmm. Just like talk about yourself all the time, you know. So that's yeah. Spider Man. That's Spider Man, yep. That's what he's doing right now, and it's really upsetting. And Mary Jane's kinda like, you know what? I'm really done. And the cherry on the cake is Gwen shows up to this restaurant. She's like, oh my God, hi, Peter. And, and Mary and Mary Jane's like, 
you know this woman? She's in your science class. She's part <laughs> genius, part model. Like who? Who? What? <laughs> and she she is just noticeably and very appropriately upset and decides to just leave and yeah she's like can i get a date with spider-man she says something like that something along those lines like do you know spider-man like you take his pictures and mary jane's just like you're the biggest (laughs) ass in the world and peter doesn't feel like anything is wrong in this situation so mj leaves peter fishes out the ring out of the champagne glass which is what mary jane would have to do in that situation it's equally awkward Please, this is my plea to anyone who's listening to this who's going to be engaged with them. Please don't do this trick. It is really boring <laughs> and sticky. Yeah, don't be like, oh, but I saw it in Spider-Man 3. And it worked. It worked in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I didn't watch the rest of the movie. I stopped right at that scene. <laughs> um, Peter and uh, Aunt May are called into the police station because we have Captain Stacy has some new information about their um, about Uncle Ben's killer. We learned that, turns out, Sandman is Uncle Ben's real killer. Peter has this really aggressive flashback of what must have happened, and it just has Sandman outright murdering Uncle Ben and, like, pretty much cackling and running away, but... By the way, am I the only one that when I see, like, these flashbacks of Uncle Ben in black and white, you just automatically hear, like... Johnny Cash's heart just like no, you're gonna say that. in your head. God. Uh, down, down, brown. Down. Oh no, I'll um, My Spider Man. <laughs> they also do it like five times, like five different black yeah. and white flashbacks, and every time I'm just like, I will let you down. Everywhere by sling goes away exactly. in the end. <laughs> Except Uncle Ben is, like, the most solid per He's, like, the Paddington of, like... <laughs> like, there's no other person comparable to him other than Paddington and just being, like, so... That's a good comparison. ...thick and through, you know? Like, yeah. Spider... Toby's... <laughs> Peter Parker is the one that messed up, you know? Mm. Uncle Ben's got all the right choices. By the way, so, like, how is this new information, like... Like, however many years later, like, uh, how did they find this out? Because the plot necessitates it. <laughs> I really don't like that. That's, like, one big thing about this movie that I, like, I wouldn't have a problem if he had to face off with Uncle Ben's killer, like, in uh, this last part of the series, if it was, like, somehow established in the first and second that, yeah. like... I you know what I mean? It feels so, like, ham-fisted Yeah, there. at first, but I, it won me over by the end. Because, I mean, like, he is a tragic yeah, it character. Does. Yeah. So, like, his whole, like, Sandman's arc in this, I'm like, okay, I could, like, see that. Even though he just, like, at the end of this movie, I'm like, what's Sandman going to go do to make money now? Like, he's probably just going to rob another bank. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spider-Man, let him go. But, uh. It just feels like a little forced in there. Uh, but mm-hmm. but maybe it's because, you know, you've got the whole Venom thing that you have to deal with also in this movie yeah, and so the Har- Harry and Peter thing. And like, maybe if that was the only thing, like it would be fine. But it's just like another thing that you have to concern yourself with. But I do like these flashbacks. They're all like, it's like a Rashomon type, like mini story, kind of mm. like in The Last Jedi or something. Yeah. It's like this story uh, is just retold like three times from different <laughs> perspectives. Yes. Uh, so Mary Jane stops by because she hears... Uh, that Peter found out that the man he thought he, mur- I guess, kind of sort of murdered in the first movie was not really the guy who killed Uncle Ben. And she's like, look, like, I know the guy's still out there. I know, like, 
it's the Sandman dude you fought, but maybe don't do something rash and horrible that you'll regret. And Peter's like, I'm not going to do anything. God, like, uh, and she leaves. Peter stays up in full Spider-Man regalia, just listening to the police scanner and hoping that Sandman will show up. But he never does. Peter takes a nap or I just mostly just succumbs to sleep and the venom symbiote infects him. Peter, uh, wait, hold on. The, yeah, the Venom symbiote suit affects him. He wakes up in New York City, and he's like, wow, this feels good. And he starts <laughs> yeah. swinging through NYC. Peter is a little weirded out by the suit, and so he takes it to Doc Connors to examine, and Doc Connors calls it a, calls it a symbiote, and he says, uh, be careful with this. Like, Don't let it touch you, because they can be really hard to remove, even if they make you feel real good. And Peter's like... Okay, like maybe you didn't touch the stuff, did you? He's like, uh, no. He just like is eating it in his cereal. <laughs> Tasty venom bites. Uh, so immediately Spider-Man dons the black suit once again, and he goes to beat the crap out of Sandman. Uh, he, yeah. So Brock finds him along the way. He's like, oh, cool suit, Spidey, and he breaks Brock's camera, and then Brock <laughs> has a shitty replacement camera, because of course he does. He's a photographer for a living. <laughs> and then Spider-Man says, see ya, jump! <laughs> and yeah, jumps down into the into the water. <laughs> yeah. He also, like, he pulls out like his digital camera, like his, like, secondary <laughs> camera or whatever, and like when he, like, starts taking photos, he's, like, not even looking. Like, he's just, like, snapping photos and just, like, like pressing the button and just, like, looking around. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, Spider-Man and Sandman duke it out on the train tunnels. Sandman gets eventually muddy when Peter realizes water's his weakness, and so he lets loose a drainage pipe on him, and basically he thinks he kills uh, Sandman, and he says, good riddance. They duke it out. Spider-Man's like, okay, cool, I killed Sandman. Feeling good, and I'll comb my hair to be emo now. It happens so abruptly, too. It's just like... Um, I just want to say real quick with like the Sandman fight, I like it when... um the like spider-man like finds out that water's his weakness and then he's just like whacking the pipe or whatever and then mm. each time like a bolt blasts off the pipe it's just like the classic like sam raimi spider-man stuff that i mm. wish was in this movie a little bit more yeah i wish there was more of that because there's just like these massive fights in this movie that just like get so like cg full and so like a lot of camera tricks and stuff so mm. but he's just like whacking the pipe and then every time a bolt comes off it like the camera like bounces back and into <laughs> sandman, sandman. <laughs> and this is really fun it's like, ah, like <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah yeah so peter goes back to his place and he shouts at his landlord when he demands rent and peter says you'll get your damn rent when you fix this door yeah and i was like damn i wish i could be that assertive with my landlord <laughs> anytime i ask for anything i'm just like oh um maybe please and i put it off like for weeks and then i like after i ask for something and then i just like have so much anxiety after well lily boy do i have the suit for you then (laughs) (laughs) you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door like me and tyler had to wait like last summer like three months our ac was like broken oh and i was just like oh hi um any chance you could get the ac fixed <laughs> oh i hope our landlord doesn't listen to our listen to our spider-man 3 episode <laughs> you know how much he loves spider-man 3 we'll get an email being like i am a big fan of spider-man 3 and you know what i i respect that i i did make you wait a long time and i apologize also tyler you're fired what i don't even work for you <laughs> you're fired tyler no, drops freelance <laughs> 
Oh boy. Uh, Peter tells Aunt May that Spider Man killed Sandman. And he's like, expecting her to be murdered the shit out of that guy. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "What? I thought you'd be happy that I freaking killed that dude. I pummeled him to the ground." Yeah, and she's like, "Spider Man doesn't kill people." And he's like, "Oh, oh, but what's happening right now?" <laughs> I thought you'd be happy. And then she's like, "Says something about you wouldn't want." Oh, Uncle Ben wouldn't want us spending like one second. Uh, like living in revenge or i forget mm-hmm. the exact quote but he's just yeah, like, she... he's like yeah peter like you should have learned this lesson in the first like when uncle ben died quit forgetting yeah and she even says like that kind of darkness turns you turns something turns you into something ugly and he's just he's just like mm, fine <laughs> mary jane gets a job as a lounge singer and uh, she wants to call peter but instead she calls harry who is painting a still life because i guess he's very artistic now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's really excited for the company and he says like bernard like prepare for guests a guest a guest a guest just get food yeah just indiscriminate food and then they get like omelets in the middle yeah of the bernard's day. answer Whatever. to that is eggs <laughs> Um, and then I think Peter comes before she comes over, like Peter comes back to his place and like says sorry to the landlord, right? He does, yeah. He apologizes to the landlord and to Ursula, the landlord's daughter, whose name I only learned because of, I saw like her name, her character's name, like the Amazon thing when I paused it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say, I kind of love how shitty his apartment is in all these movies, and it just yes. stays shitty. Like, yeah, that's pretty accurate if you're just like a single person in manhattan like (laughs) even that is like at least nowadays it's probably bigger than what you could really get (laughs) yeah probably just being a freelance photographer but i like i like that his uh landlord's actually like nice to him now because they like established a rapport and he like Mm. hands him part of an orange and peter's like uh no thanks he's like having trouble with women or whatever yeah if you have trouble then you say i am a good man you are a good woman <laughs> like, yeah, I like okay. that part a lot. <laughs> He's like, uh, anything else? It's like, nope, that's And it. also nope, that's his it. his daughter is seemingly like so invested in his relationship with yeah. MJ. She's living <laughs> vicariously. You. Yeah, I guess so. Because we know mm-hmm. that like he has she has like a crush on him, right? I mean mm-hmm. And then she kinda like. like by the third movie, she's like, Okay, it's never gonna happen. Well, I could just root for him and, and him MJ cookies. <laughs> give him cookies. Feed him cookies. If I make him fat enough off these cookies, MJ will leave him. Chubby Spider-Man. <laughs> Anywho's it. Harry and MJ hang out, and they have a lovely omelet date, and they do the twist, and uh, then kiss. <laughs> they do the twist. Yeah. Uh, MJ's immediately embarrassed and leaves, and Harry's like, oh, man. And Harry decides that, you know what? We, <laughs> yeah, because he's lose- like, check it out. Because earlier, right, he, he shows that he has goblin powers. Yes. he catches... I don't know, like Peter throws a football at him or something, and then he catches a vase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He throws a basketball at him. Yeah, he's like, whoa, check that out. Do you see that? And then he, like, tries to flip an omelet with his goblin powers and fails miserably. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is that a display of his ability? I want to say something very important right now. I feel like the third movie lost their maker's mark. um, Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what we thought. (laughs) You thought? Yeah. But But continue. He just. A yeah. delicious brown liquid because he's so sad. And the goblin juice makes him remember <laughs> everything. <Immediately. laughs> 
immediately. It's in like a fancy decanter in- yeah. instead of just like the Maker's Mark bottle. But it's mm-hmm. literally as soon as he as soon as he sips the bourbon, like <laughs> just flips like a switch. He's like, so I guess like being Green Goblin's like a metaphor for alcoholism in a way, although yeah. that's not really explored. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's just Bernard just keeps putting like like I don't know. <laughs> Goblin pheromones in the drink. Bernard's just behind it the whole time. He is. He's at least complicit. <laughs> he's just bored. Like he's, he's like, just yeah. bored. This, this is like his entertainment throughout yeah. the years. He's like eh, 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 eh. spiking the bourbon with goblin juice. <laughs> yeah, I, I I literally died. I had to put the movie on pause because I was like laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Takes like a long swig, and that's what brings all of his memories yeah, back. It's, just, it's wild that like. It, it's like kind of a joke between like in on this like trilogy like amongst us or whatever but it just is also true how many things are triggered by maker's mark yeah. also like if you do the math like because in the first movie they're still in high school yeah yeah they graduate yeah. and then like and i think Harry- two years pass between spider-man one and oh. two so harry's not even of drinking age yet probably well let's see if he's 18 19 20, if he's like 20 and maybe if we give another one. year he's probably exactly 21 years old even though he looks like a 35 year old man i mean he's just drinking in his own house and then going outside and throwing bombs at people i guess never mind (laughs) don't drink and bomb Uh, i don't even Uh, know what happens after that i i I have notes don't worry (laughs) um let's see here uh um, oh, um, that's right. Immediately after this, he, he remembers, he remembers, and then he goes to see Mary Jane immediately in his snowboarder outfit, and he's like, I have a favor to ask of you, and yeah. then we cut to uh, Mary Jane, uh, or Peter, getting a call from Mary Jane, be like, I want to talk to you, and him be like, oh, cool, awesome, um, yeah. I love you, and she just hangs up. <laughs> that's because of Willem Dafoe's painting is like, go for his heart! Yes, we have to attack his heart! Do you think uh, oh, Harry was trying. trying to, like, make another painting of his dad, but he was just, like, <laughs> painting a banana and, like, apples and stuff instead? Like, that was his attempt? Yeah, he was probably practicing. He could paint them all happy in a family portrait together. Like, this is how my family should have been. <laughs> He's like a banana, and he puts a little face on He's like, me. <laughs> me. Willem Dafoe, dad, orange. Mommy, grapes. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard or no Willem Dafoe's Bernard um Apple <laughs> Apple Bernard. This sucks. This <laughs> does suck. It's a bad bit and it's not gonna make the cut. Um No. <laughs> no. Oh boy. So on the bridge, MJ breaks up with Peter because Harry told her to, and he threatens to kill Peter if she doesn't, basically, which is a little silly because Peter's been in danger all his entire stinking time as Spider-Man, and she apparently doesn't have enough faith in him to deal with Harry. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Harry gives her a bravo at the end of her performance just to put the nail in the coffin. And, well, I guess the, the last nail in the coffin is Harry calls uh, Peter to go get lunch with him. And Peter's like, "Why? Well, I don't understand why MJ broke up with me. I was only being an asshole for, like, months. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harry goes, well, that's the problem. Like, uh, she lost her, jo- lost her like, um, Broadway job. And then Peter's like, she lost her job? He's like, yeah. She told you and didn't tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, Peter. I'm the other guy. And he goes, how, how, how dare you? How could you? And James Franco is just a total douche to him the entire time. And, and Peter eventually just has to storm out. And James Franco gives him a little wave before Goblin disappearing when a truck passes by. Oh, yeah. 
It felt like the same diner, like same restaurant that they're at in Spider-Man Two. That like the mm. window gets smashed. That's over. what I was thinking too. <laughs> they yeah. just renovated. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, is it this? <laughs> they just, I mean, I could see that. Like they, they all have a favorite hangout spot mm-hmm. that was just destroyed by Doc Ock. But <laughs> I think uh, it was at this point in my notes that I wrote down: James Franco is not a great actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie, like, really made me realize it. And obviously, it's, like, a long time ago, so, like, you could say, like, maybe he's improved. But uh, but then I started thinking about it in my head, uh, and I was like, no, he's really not been in anything that I think was, like, a good performance. 127 hours, you said you like, but... I guess. Yeah, I... I don't know. He's fine in these movies. I can't what was think the most of recent? I like him in Pineapple Express yeah. a lot, and that's he's about enough. it. He's also the most recently I can recall him being is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and he's in that for only like a few oh, minutes, and yeah. he's okay mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> no. I Sorry, mean, he's James in, Franco. You saw a Disaster Artist, right? Oh, you might have I seen did it with see us. Disaster Artist. I I don't think I saw it with you guys, oh, but I, yeah. I did see it, and it, it was it's it's enjoyable. He does a decent job as a Tommy, and it's mm. you know, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just says no. The last stuff it's like, oh, I hear the Deuce is good, but um. I don't know. Maybe he's not a good person, so whatever. <laughs> he's not a good. What? What? You in turn both saying he's a bad person. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Just uh, do your research. Uh, moving on. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Geez. Ooh <laughs> Peter is now totally isolated from everyone he trusts, except for Aunt May, but he doesn't really want to talk to Aunt May. Uh, he once again puts on the black suit and confronts Harry and. Uh, Harry surprise surprises everyone by having a martini instead of Maker's Mark because yeah. he's a dirty traitor now. We were yeah, we did make a note of that. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is unacceptable. Why are you making our martini? Drink an old drink a Maker's Mark straight bourbon right now, you coward. <laughs> and because he doesn't drink, because he doesn't have a delicious drink of Maker's Mark, he doesn't have the strength to defeat Peter Parker. And <laughs> Oh yeah, I was gonna say I like the music in this fight. Um, yeah, the like, yeah, the music overall in this movie I'm not a big fan of. Like the Sandman themes, like boom. <laughs> I like the Sandman theme. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like it's kind of cool, but it also just gets like on my nerves. But this this fight is a lot of fun because it's maybe it's, it's a soft piano jazzy. Sandman theme I like a little bit more than like the thing. Yeah, is this the scene where like? He gets thrown into the coffee table or something, yeah. and you, yeah, yeah, and you actually do see like a, a bottle of Maker's Mark fly. fly <gasps> we freeze framed oh! it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> We're like there it is. <laughs> like I thought it was just like whiskey, and like Lily's like, no, go back, and then like I go pause back. it. It's like Maker's Mark, and then just I unpause it and just went into the fire. And <laughs> so it's there, which is pretty funny because in the previous two movies, like you know, like they're setting up those shots like for mm. the product placement and. For this, it's like you barely see it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like a little Easter egg. But also, maybe maybe they didn't have a con- maybe their contract was up and they were like, <laughs> uh, we'll just you know for funsies, we'll just throw a Maker's Mark bottle in there anyway. But you yeah. won't really be able to see it. I like in this fight that they break every window in that room. <laughs> like they, it's like they literally aggressively go about breaking every window. <laughs> Doesn't Bernard not even like? Where is he? Does he like He's not watching. hear me? <laughs> He's laughing. He's cackling like the crazed old man he is. Good. Good. (laughs) Unlimited power. Unlimited power. And then Peter goes, look at little Goblin Jr. (laughs) It's just really funny. 
my Ooh. son. <laughs> you gonna cry? <laughs> you gonna cry? Uh, just so it, it, that that fights a lot. Um, yeah. So he basically beats uh, Harry and in the Goblin Armory or whatever, and, and he then, throws a bomb back at him. Yeah. Because Harry, yeah, Harry throws a bomb when he's on the ground, and then Spider-Man just like flicks it back at him. Like Jesus, so he just messes up his face. Yeah, and then there he goes boom. I think right at this point, Eddie. We, we per- go to the Daily Bugle, yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. I just didn't write notes. Go ahead. <laughs> After you. <laughs> After you. Oh, uh, we go to the Daily Bugle where it looks like Brock has been awarded the freelance position or the, or the staff position. Sorry, the staff photographer position. And uh, Peter's really shocked by this because he sees the picture on the wall is Spider-Man in this black suit with a see-through bag of money he's carrying. And he's like, that's really weird because I certainly don't remember ever doing that. (laughs) And Brock's like, well, you know, you made an assumption, blah, blah, blah. And then Peter's like, well, here's proof that you doctored this photo and you're a fake and a liar. And Brock throws him against the wall, right? Yeah. And they're like, are you okay? And then Brock's just like, we're just playing around. He's like pushed up against the wall. Exactly. And Peter's just like, he's like, Brock begs him. He says, please don't like show this picture. Like it'll ruin me. Like no one will ever hire me ever again. And Peter just doesn't really care. And he, you'll never I work mean, in this town again. Yeah. I mean, but why would you, I don't see this as a bad thing. He, he's a fake and a liar. I'd turn him in too. Yeah. That's what Lily said too. Uh, she's in the other room doing something, but <laughs> keep this yeah. all in. I will. <laughs> she's that too. It's, uh, Basically, like, why? Because basically the next scene, uh, Eddie, like, prays to Jesus to murder Peter Parker. And I'm like, what is, yeah. does he have the basis, like, understanding of Christianity? Like, he, no, he needs to do some, like, he needs to pray to the devil or something. But. <laughs> He's a total selfish asshole. Like, yeah. it, like, Brock deserves every bad thing that happens to him. And it's ridiculous that. And he, he expects anything good to happen to him when he lies and cheats. Yeah, Lily was just like... Sorry, I'm back. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> first off, why the fuck do you want to kill someone? Because, like, he just exposed your yeah. whatever the... Fo- like, the Photoshop photo or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to kill someone over that. And then secondly, why are you asking God to do it? <laughs> It's like he's so stupid and impotent. Like he can't do anything. Like he loses his girlfriend to Spider Man. He has to fake his way to get a staff job at the Daily Bugle. He has to kiss ass in order to like get a staff to get like a freelance position at all. Yeah, like, he's just it, trying to like force his way in. But. Yeah, it just seems a little extreme. Like <laughs> by the time he's like praying and he's like, "I want you to kill Spider Man," it's just like, "Whoa, what the fuck, really?" <laughs> like, there's a cool shot where it's like the holy water and it usually is reflection and then he puts mm-hmm. his two fingers in him and like, tilts up up to him it's like uh yeah another little sam raimi spider-man shot yep i just want more and more of these but there's just so much plot in this movie that gets really convoluted like yeah this... like did we totally skip over the whole we skipped over our favorite part i think yeah, I was about to rewind because I have the line, I have a little note that says, let the good times roll, baby, with Spider-Man just really embracing the black suit and just being in a real real pain to every single person ever. Uh, Doc Connors calls him during this like montage and says, like, I really hope you didn't put that thing on you because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
and Peter just says, no, of course not, Doc. Give me another cookie, doll face. And <laughs> Oh, God. He's just eating cookies. It's horrible. Every woman is, repul- is slowly more and more repulsed by him as he walks down the street and struts. One-on-one, apparently, he's a little better because he can get Gwen Stacy and, like, Elizabeth Banks to kind of, like, swoon over him a little bit. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the movie conveys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, either Gwen Stacy's like maybe socially stupid and Elizabeth Banks is supposed to be kind of ditzy, but she certainly doesn't, her character doesn't seem ditzy. It seems like she has her shit yeah, I don't think together. So, yeah. She's, she's like, JJ- she's like, Elizabeth Banks is like the most put together person in this whole trilogy. Yeah, she's got J. Jonah Jameson on a leash. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> uh, yeah, a Sandman returns while this is going on. Um, Peter goes out with Gwen to the bar that MJ sings at, despite her. Uh, he interrupts her song by doing a dance number and doing the piano, and it's really awkward and weird. And when <laughs> he just shows up on the piano, it's it is very strange. Yes, so bizarre. This whole like ten minute chunk of the movie <laughs> is strange. So strange. Yeah, the piano <laughs> scene don't care for as much, but the uh, the whole <laughs> the tango. Yeah, changing his suit and everything later on <laughs> is great, but yeah. Sorry, keep going with the the piano scene. Yeah, so this he, is where he, has, he goes. Sorry, when he when they show up at the at the bar and he's like, "Find us some shade." What the yeah. fuck does that mean? It, the woman looked at him and be like, "It's inside, sir. There's shade yeah. everywhere." <laughs> yeah, it, it just it's just total bonkers. He calls like hot legs or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what. But he basically just tries to make Mary Jane feel bad and then accidentally knocks her head off with his Spider-Man powers. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. After he's like politely asked to leave the establishment, even when Gwen leaves, she's like, that was all for her. You're creepy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. And he he hits it. I audibly gasped because I forgot that happened. I was like, (gasps) yeah, me too. Yeah. I was horrified. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I don't think, does he ever apologize or anything? I don't no. know if he does. He does not, I believe, actually apologize for hitting her. And I believe that'd be a very intense conversation that that movie is unprepared to have. <laughs> yeah. I really want to know, like, I would love to interview Sam Raimi one day just to ask him about the whole emo Spider-Man montage of him going mm. down the street and, like, pointing at ladies. And they're all just like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he changed, like, who, how did they come up with that idea? Because, like, it's... And just the phrases that he's using. Like, like I said, like, find us some shade. Now dig this. And it's just like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? They can't be, like, expecting us to take this seriously. Yeah, well, I, th- I don't think so. And, like, that, like, that's kind of, like, I don't know. Sam Raimi's campy in a way that's not bad at all, like, Camp isn't inherently, like, bad. But, like, this one is... it. I don't know. I guess the rest of the movie is more serious. So maybe, But that's definitely the main thing that people don't like about this movie, it seems. Is yeah. Like, this sequence. And it's just, like... I mean, it's pretty outrageous. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's I can like, see how this is, like, what you think of, like, when you think of Spider-Man 3. Right. Like, it's, like, Peter is trying to be cool he's not actually cool and people are like oh he's so lame when he's trying to be cool i'm like yeah that's the point yeah. he is it's but, he, is, he is lame yeah but that's fine i guess like i don't know i'm not gonna defend that too hard but that is the point exactly uh peter is obviously does feel bad for hitting mary jane he's like this suit is is bad so he goes to the church steeple he goes inside the bell tower and he starts removing the suit brock is at the church and he prays to jesus to murder peter parker <laughs> 
and I, I guess the devil answers his prayer and gives him the opportunity to do so because Peter takes the suit off with the help of the ringing bell, even though he doesn't really know it yet. And the suit falls onto Brock, and Brock's infected with the Venom suit, and Peter Parker is reborn as a naked young babe, and he has to swing <laughs> home naked, I suppose. He just, Does he wear underwear usually? or <laughs> It looked like he was buck naked when I saw it. Oh. But it'd be funny if he had to swing home in his underwear either way. So now he has to use his red suit. And I like the mm-hmm. scene originally when he like he looks at his normal suit, like way back when he's first starting to use the black suit, the symbiote mm-hmm. suit. And uh, I like that he like looks at the red suit and it's just like, like there's not really any need for him to put on the symbiote suit because like what he learned from Spider-Man 2, what he should have learned is that like he has to just believe in himself. Like he lost his powers because he didn't have belief in himself, you know? Mm-hmm. But the whole thing with the suit, the suit's supposed to make him stronger, but I mean, I don't think it makes him that much stronger. It makes him more aggressive. Yeah, well, it's like a lack of confidence. Like a, the real Spider-Man could probably, you know, he could win the day no matter what. Mm-hmm. Thing, so. And he does. Yeah. With the help of... His friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Aunt May comes to visit Peter, and Peter says, like, I don't think I can marry Mary Jane. I did something horrible. I hurt her. I think Aunt May takes I hurt her to mean I hurt her feelings more so than I physically <laughs> punched her in the Yikes. head really hard. Hey, did Uncle Ben never... never did mind. Uncle Ben ever... Ever give you a definite concussion with superpowers? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and uh, she goes, no, what are you referring to? But, yeah, e- eventually she says, you know what? You have to believe in yourself. Like, you're a good person. I know you'll find a way. And she leaves the ring behind for Peter to use. And that kind of renews his sense of himself, I guess, more than anything else. Then we cut to Topher Grace Venom finding Sandman, and he says, hey, let's team up and kill Spider-Man. His teeth are awful. They are awful. He looks like a cat. <laughs> like, I don't, that's just what I thought of every time. By the way, is there no point where, so basically every time he speaks as Venom, mm-hmm. the the stuff, the symbiote stuff, like, pulls away from his face. Mm-hmm. Does Peter not ever, we never see that happen with him, right? Because we never see him with those teeth. Like, he no. just has, like, the full mask on, like, the whole time when he's in the black suit, right? I think yeah. it's because it, like, absorbs a suit, right? Instead of mm-hmm. the person. Yeah, and I think what I, when my head is how I validate a little bit more as to what the biology of how hardcore it affects uh, Brock is, I think he's just full of so much hate and anger mm-hmm. to begin with that the suit just amplifies all of that and turns them into, like, a living monster where Peter is a hero and he wants to do good things. And so maybe mm-hmm. the suit has a harder time, like mm-hmm. turning him into a monster, hmm. even though yeah. it's slowly starting to do that. The symbiotes feed off of like energy that way. Right. Or something like that. Donnie Cates is like, re- has really rewritten and done more interesting stuff with the uh, symbiotes lately, but I think they are more primal for this iteration of Spider-Man. They, they just like feed off of that negative emotion. Yeah. I can't wait to see Woody Harrelson as carnage. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I still got to watch the first Venom movie. I got to sit down and do that. It's Lily's Wait, you've favorite movie. you've never seen it? No, I haven't sat down and watched it. How yet. have you, especially of all people, not seen that movie yet? I don't know. I, I, I just haven't done it yet. Oh, my God. But you know, like, the Eminem, like, the theme song or whatever? I, I, I know the Venom theme Venom. song. <laughs> I feel like I, you I guys won't... do that 
like every episode at a certain point. Ba-dum, Do we? <laughs> yeah. No, we have, we know we have not. <laughs> a few episodes. Ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> Maybe a Hunger Games. We're we're like this one included. Ba-dum. Gotta get that. Then then um. It's so good. I love it. Uh, I'll give. It, I'll have to give it a the watch. movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I mean nothing. No. <laughs> what? Well, it's fun. Yeah, That's it all fun. I want. That's all I want out of like any of these dumb superhero movies is just like <laughs> to have it not take itself super seriously and just have fun. And those are the best ones. Like it's true to me. I would but watch it again. I'm For going sure. to watch it again. So the bad guys have a plan. They kidnap Mary Jane in a taxi and they string her up. Or not just string her. They string her up inside of a taxi in a giant black manifestation of webs and the news and the news broadcasts it all across new york city they're like oh my god a woman's been taken hostage it's a random like like, british reporter for some reason yes yes (laughs) all the way from across the pond i am here to tell all of you that there is a good right crime going on in new york city (laughs) also there's just like an incredible amount of people just standing there watching when it's like <laughs> clearly like this is like kind of dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> With the Sandman yeah. there. It's another thing in this movie. And missiles and like and they're all just watching. Thing in this movie where there's another thing in this movie where uh like everybody um like basically all the civilians or whatever like don't do anything. They just are in a crowd. You know? Yeah. In the first two they always like help Spider Man yeah. in some way and this one they're just I missed that sitting around and being like, yeah! And then, like, whenever anything happens, there's just, like, a cop being like, woo! Yeah! Spider-Man! But, like, they don't do anything. They're just, like, all watching. Exactly. And, by the way, two of the people in the crowd, like, these two random-ass kids who, like, have a line that's, like, wicked cool! I think that's all they say. And I was like, how much you want to bet that's someone in the crew, like, that's their kids? Yeah, that they just, like, like, had to throw mm, in there I was and like, give them look, a line? They look like Sam Raimi. <laughs> and then we found out in the credits, they are his kids. <laughs> hey, there it is. Well, you know, that's Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, so things are looking dire. Peter dons the red and blue once again. He goes to visit Harry, who is now horrifically deformed from the bomb Spider-Man threw at his face. Yeah. Only half his face is deformed, and you think his entire body would be screwed up. He turns around <laughs> when he sees Peter, and he goes, "Oh, hi, Parker." Parker. How much time has gone by, by the way, from like when the explosion happened to now? Because it looks like that's a scar that's been like it's uh, had like, like a couple years two to hours. heal. <laughs> yeah, not long. Maybe like a week or two. <laughs> it's like if all I'm being like generous. healed over and everything. <laughs> now that Oscorp tech is really good. Maybe the suit gives him. Fa- maybe because uh, he's a goblin man, the suit gives him. He has fast healing now, and he can like heal a little bit faster, or very, very fast. But <laughs> eh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I'm just making excuses. I feel like at this point. But yeah, Spider-Man asks Harry to help him, and he says, "You blew up half my face." No, <laughs> and Spider-Man says, "Okay, I guess I'll have to do this by myself." Bernard goes to Harry, and he says, "You know what?" I've lived in this house for a long time, and he I dressed your. And goes, if I may, sir. I think Jacob did this whole he monologue, did. this Bernard monologue in the last episode. <laughs> he did, and he eventually just tells Harry that 
Um, your dad did definitely 100% kill himself and Spider-Man had nothing to do with it, and I have not told you this for years, because it seemed like you were having a really fun time with this Spider-Man murder <laughs> fantasy. I like to see you suffer, sir. <laughs> you call me by the wrong name for years, so this is my own fuck you. That's what you get, you bastard. <laughs> I'll be I at mean... your funeral, not the other way around. <laughs> I'm the one who gets to inherit the Oscorp fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Spidey fights Venom and Sandman at the same time. Doesn't go well. Spidey goes, when he first shows up, he runs right in front of a giant CG US flag. Yes, and even when I saw this in theaters, that really stood. Like people talk, comment on the the flag in the first one, which I barely noticed. But like this is like it's so yeah. it's like really yeah. obvious. <laughs> it's like Spider Man America, <laughs> and so yeah, they they duke it out. Spider Man really gets his butt kicked, but and all se- hope seems lost. The brutality, the sheer brutality. I do not know how much longer he can take it. But luckily, he doesn't have to take it much longer because guess who shows up? The green snowboarder. And he <laughs> kicks ass. <laughs> and yeah. it's really fun. And I like I like their whole team up sequence. I think it's great. And he goes, yeah. All right. Badass. As Peter solemnly drives the Batmobile into oblivion. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> release. Do you guys have any expectation that will be any different or better than the actual justice league movie? Cause I don't think it'll be any better or different. I'm certain that it won't. They're spending $20 million apparently re-editing it and putting in what? visual effects. I Wait. think they're just going to like change the color grade and then like cut out some of the Joss Whedon stuff because Zack Snyder wants more of his stuff in it. But I don't know. You can't like, change not... the awful dialogue and the awful plot. <laughs> like that kind of stuff can't be, changed like i don't know what you're talking about everyone's so excited about this i'm like it's just not good just stop i want to see it where it's just like bad animatics like between scenes it's just like really low low res like polygon people like in Mm -hmm. place of everything but now they're saying like it's probably just a rumor or whatever but it's like now they're gonna they want to do like an air cut for a suicide squad right and i was like oh they better just do a josh trank fantastic four cut then for hbo max Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I'll definitely watch it. I don't know. Yeah, if it's... I'll watch it too. I'm Same. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not. Like, it'll probably will be better than how Justice League is now because mm-hmm. it's just messy. <laughs> but, it's a nightmare. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Maybe we'll do an episode of that on this podcast. That might be <laughs> kind of fun. Anywho's it. Uh, Green Goblin comes in, saves, saves the day. I like the scene where J. Jonah Jameson buys a camera from a small child, and she swindles him for more money by withholding the film from him. They spend a good like couple minutes on that on that whole thing. Yeah, I'm glad that's there because that's like the little moment stuff that yeah. I like a lot. And there's not a whole lot of J. Jonah in this movie compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's nice to have him be swindled. A hundred bucks. <laughs> But he goes, hey, kid, you want a job? And she's like, why would I want a job? I'm a kid. <laughs> so that was really funny. I'm like, yeah, why? I don't I don't want a job if I'm a child. Yeah, yeah so Harry is able to defeat the Sandman with uh, bombs. Peter faces off against yeah. Venom, and he, and he gets this his butt kicked. Sand's greatest weakness, missiles. <laughs> missiles. Like, 
there's not water in the missiles or anything. Well, it's isn't like, it that like it ignites the sand and it turns to glass? And oh, then, is that and what then he can yeah, and then oh. he like whacks mm-hmm. it and it like shatters. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if that's what ultimately brings him down. I guess I missed that part because mm-hmm. I just wrote he- down "twas missiles that killed the beast." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also doesn't really matter in the end because he just pops up a couple minutes later. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard to beat Sandman. <laughs> yeah, he's like invincible. Like you have to like trap him in water indefinitely, and I think that's how you would have to kill him. And then even if the water left, he'd probably just reform. He's probably yeah. a sort of like mythological god monster now, and I don't think anyone realizes that. Harry has to sacrifice himself to save Spider-Man because... <laughs> because Venom gets his board and is about to impale Spider-Man with it. And Harry dies the same way his father does, so suck it. Oh, yeah, he does. But right before that, he thwacks his head for the third time in the movie. He hits his head on, like, a big metal pole. Yeah. And then falls down. And he says, are you my mommy? (laughs) Yeah. And then he jumps and gets stabbed like his dad. Mm -hmm. It's very unfortunate. And then Bernard's go... (laughs) Bernard goes, Spider-Man killed Norman Osborn. <laughs> Harry Osborn. Killed Harry Osborn. The Osborn fortune is mine. <laughs> Wait, my heart, my heart. No. And then you just hear Norman's cackling, Green Goblin's cackling. <laughs> Attack their heart. Oh my <laughs> God. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's good, Tyler. That's good. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Peter strikes back with sonic pipes because we realize that the symbiote is weak to sonics and fire, but that's a little side note. Uh, yeah, Peter yeah, beats this, the symbiote. This, uh, there's some parts where like Peter's falling and it's like, that's definitely not a real human. <laughs> that's but, where the CG's bad in, in this movie is when there's like action happening and they have to like paste someone's face onto like a digital like corpse. body yeah digital corpse <laughs> <laughs> yeah like when he's whacking the pipes i always like to pause it because you see his head like it's his head's too big for his body it looks like it's just like it's like a car it's like a paper cutout of toby's face basically on like a cg body it's pretty funny but it's pretty great it's just like stuff like that it seems like they were real on like a, a time crunch to make this movie compared to the other two and they were just like trying to get it made, um, so I, it's like I don't blame anybody involved in this movie for it not being as good as Spider-Man Two. It's just like I don't know. Sometimes this stuff just happens, and it's like really hard to recapture that magic. But for sure, that's why he bailed out of the fourth one because he felt like he couldn't make it any good by the time mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out in 2011. So he just like didn't do Spider-Man Four. So I guess nobody did Spider-Man Four. Oof. So yeah, and it does so- like. Is, I'm sorry, I didn't actually know until we sat down here that there was supposed to be a Spider-Man 4, but is that why the, like it feels kind of incomplete at the I end? I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why, but yeah. The, he doesn't that go would make more sense. Anything, you know? <laughs> he what? He doesn't go swinging through New York or anything at the end, like yeah. the rest of them. Quite mm-hmm. a letdown. Yeah, it doesn't feel as triumphant. And, and even this moment right here is even sad, where... The Sandman goes up to Peter. He tells him what really happened that night, how the gun just misfired and killed Uncle Ben. And Peter forgives him. And the Sandman drifts off into the sunset to rob more banks. And yeah, yeah. Uncle Ben's like, he said that Uncle Ben said, why don't you just put down the gun and go home to <sighs> Sandman? It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, like I wish. 
And you feel that's when I like feel the tears just welling up in my eyes. (laughs) The Uncle Ben tears. (laughs) The Uncle Ben tears. Yeah, they are inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Harry dies calling Peter his friend, and Peter says, "You're my best friend." And and he dies, and it's sad. The Osborne line ends, and we're at the funeral. Peter and MJ are not together still, which is weird because you think they kind of readjust their shit once they found out that Harry was pitting them against each other during that awful period. <laughs> and Peter was infected by a horrible parasite. But <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, it's it's really sad. And we kind of close on a jazz bar with Mary Jane singing, I'm through with love. <laughs> And Keep she going. just like stops a few lines into the song and she just like, oh, it's like, hold on. Aren't you like working right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. the manager's like, MJ, your set's not through. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm finishing this damn trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels very sad when it ends. And it's like mm-hmm. all through the credits, it's kind of a somber song. Yeah. But... Like MJ and Peter embrace and they do a little slow dance while the music plays and it they just don't look happy though yeah it's really no, they a, don't. a horrific ending to like a mostly like really positive trilogy and then this one yeah it just ends in a really weird place it almost feels like they maybe had some kind of more ambitious alternate ending and they were just like uh, no like you know what i mean yeah because mm-hmm. i don't know um oh i was just gonna say like the stuff with Sandman, especially at the end where Peter forgives him and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he like murdered. I mean, he at least like manslaughtered his uncle. You know? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like, was that like third degree murder? I don't know. I don't know. Lost something like that. Maybe second degree, something like that. Yeah. You should know this. Yeah. You listen to all the true crime <laughs> podcasts. Um, but it's basically throughout all these movies, it's like the difference between law and morality. It's like this kindness that comes from Aunt May and Uncle Ben. It's It defies like what our laws are in a way. It's like mm-hmm. Peter's like, I forgive you even though you killed my uncle. Like In the real world, yeah. like Sandman should go to prison for life. But like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more so like how people feel about each other. And like I guess putting it in a superhero scenario kind of like allows you to put yourself outside of like I don't know. It's about being a good person. You always have the choice to be a good person, and that's uh, what they say at the end of the very movie. It's like, oh, we can mm-hmm. always choose to do what is right, like at the funeral or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. So moral morality doesn't always tie so directly into the law. So I'm glad Spider Man's just like a good person and not like mm-hmm. Judge Dredd or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This movie's kind of a mess. It's still <laughs> good, but like from a structure level, I don't like. I don't. They should have just cut down a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taken out one of the villains or something because it just feels not quite right compared to the other two. And I agree. A little bit of a bummer to end it on yeah. this note, but it's not all bad, you know? It's still pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a me- some memorable moments, some fun some fun tidbits here and there. It gave us a nice dance. <laughs> <laughs> MJ Cin- sings. Cinema just is downhill ever since emo Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> it's the pinnacle. 
people tell me it's really cool when Robert Downey Jr. says, I am Iron Man, and I show them Peter Parker <laughs> dancing, and I say, really? Really? <laughs> and then they just kick you in the shins and walk away. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. My shins have disintegrated at this point. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else to say about Spider-Man as a trilogy, Connery, on your, in your brain? In my mind palace, I see a shining, two shining statues. One colored silver, the other colored gold. And one is covered in a icky, and the third is covered in a black, <laughs> icky, black substance that I'd like to remove and see the good within. And I can see glimmers of it, but the darkness is sometimes too thick. And so I put that <laughs> one in a closet and often don't go back to it. So you have to like whack some poles next to that to yeah I have, I have to like i have a small bell that i ring really loud next <laughs> to it and i say shame shame <laughs> <laughs> game of thrones reference to everybody remember that show i never watched it i know you guys <laughs> me didn't. neither but i know that reference at least yeah oh, really yeah it's a meme <laughs> lily what's your how would you rank all three spider-man uh i would say one two three Oh yeah, you like the first one better than the I second do. one? I think I do. Yeah, I do. I can see that. It's like so brisk. Like just rewatching it again, it's like wow, this movie just really, really moves. Mm-hmm. It really does. I had oh man, and when we watched it a few weeks ago, after not having seen it for a few years, like oh, I haven't had like such a good time watching yeah. a movie in like a while. Even though I already know, I know everything that's gonna happen, but like yeah. oh, it's so good, and just like <laughs> these movies as a whole. Like even though obviously this third one is not great at the same time like i kind of i certainly could say that i enjoy it more than a lot of like the more recent like marvel movies like some of them not all of them yeah but like i like that each of these movies is kind of self-contained in a way almost i don't whereas like all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies of the last, how many years has it been now? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Wow. Like, it's they're just so dependent on however many, like, so many other characters in the series and storylines and other movies and what they have to set up for something down the line. And, like, that's always been something that, I th- like, has kind of turned me off on those movies. It's just not my jam. Like, yeah. I, I know that, like, most people love that. And I can appreciate some of it, but, like, I just like that these... And like I was saying earlier, like, you can tell that these films don't take themselves quite as seriously as, you know, the MCU movies mm-hmm. do, maybe. And therefore, like, I just have more fun. That's all I'm looking for out of, like, these superhero <laughs> movies. Like, I don't have... I didn't grow up with them reading comics or, like, anything like that. I don't have any kind of, like, emotional attachment. And so... The most that I want is just like a fun romp out of out of these, and yeah. and for it to just not be so like take itself so seriously, and so <laughs> that's what I like about these Spidermans. <laughs> Spidermans, and that's why I like movies like Aquaman and <laughs> Venom. It's just fun. Like <laughs> Tyler, what's your final thoughts, my friend? Uh, by the end of this, I could kind of see how Spider-Man got rebooted and reincorporated mm. on a long, rough ride back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because especially there not being a fourth one, like, watching this movie made me fearful for a fourth one because just reading, like, Sam Raimi went through, like, four drafts of the script and, like, hated all of them of Spider-Man uh-huh. 4. 
So I'm kind of glad they never made one because it sounds like it wouldn't have been that good. <laughs> but uh, Anne Hathaway was supposed to be, uh, what's her name? Felicia Hardy? Yeah, which is funny because she's she Catwoman. She became another Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I kind of just, like I want to just treasure Spider-Man 1 and 2 for what they are. And 3 is very competent. It's good, but it's just not anywhere close to the other two for me, and that's fine. Mm. But I just can firmly say that Spider-Man 2 is still like the best superhero movie I've ever seen because it just has so many different elements of what I like about the genre. It's actually about being a hero, you know, and like rising up to meet the challenge and to look after other people instead of just being like a bunch of different plots put together to like tell a story about characters that just happen to be superheroes, you know? Mm. So. It's also uh-huh. like I and I really like the new Spider-Man movies a lot uh, with Tom Holland, but after seeing those the last couple years and then watching rewatching these again, it's like wow, there's so much missing from those movies that like are so good in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and like you know just the stuff that like you always talk about like just. <laughs> Just go, just New York City for one, in in general, because I don't feel like there's really any of that in. At the very end of Far From Home, they go back to New York. <laughs> yeah, in wait, wait, Homecoming, are they even? Yeah, they're they're, they're in, in New Queens. York, right? But like, what? They're in Queens, right? Then Queens and then DC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they go to DC. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but just all the stuff that you think about that like everyone loves about Spider-Man the most is like is what is swinging through the streets of Manhattan mm-hmm. and just like epic music and like there's close to none of that like with the new Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's but, totally different. But yeah, but it's it's that's okay because it's it's different and it's good like in its own way. But um, yeah, there's a lot more to like appreciate like those little things like with these movies and i feel like people don't give these movies like enough credit like honestly definitely i i definitely recommend watching these again if you haven't in a long time especially if you like a lot of the new marvel movies i'm not saying to watch these to be like yeah the new ones just like aren't like i'm not saying to like discredit any of the new marvel (laughs) movies because they're like good in their own way but this is just my favorite kind of uh, emotional filmmaking with a lot of cartooniness as well (laughs) that somehow works for the most part, so. I will never not sob when Uncle Ben dies. <laughs> sob like a baby. <laughs> There's nothing like that in, I mean, I guess aside from like Endgame, like no other like superhero movie has like, has caused that. Yeah, and that took level of emotion. <laughs> 22 movies to get to, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Well, on that note, Connor, do you have a game to play? Uh, I was thinking about a game today, and I think for this, the amount the amount of villains just jam packed into this. Lily, I know you don't really le- read as much comics, or maybe aren't familiar with the Spider Man universe as well. But I think you can name probably a few more Spider Man villains off the top of your head, right? I can. Uh... <laughs> maybe <Paul> Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Wait, is this is this a game? No, the, the the game's going to be this. If you could replace one villain in this Spider-Man movie with a different one, what would it be? And who and which bad guy would you be swapping out to but replace? But from with the this Spider-Man comics? Yes. No, Spider-Man 3, any. this movie, what what Spider-Man villain would you put in instead of like one of the other bad guys that are in it? I don't know any Spider-Man villains aside from the ones <laughs> that have 
I mean, there's Vulture and the, and the villains from uh, and the and uh, Doc Ock. Is yes. that his name? Uh, <laughs> I don't Doc even Octopus, know. Yes. He was in the second. That's all I know. <laughs> what about Mysterio from uh, what's it called? Spider-Man and Far From Home. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I'm no, I, I can't. I have to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a good yeah. game. I have it's game. not a good game. Good. Do you play your game. Mine was shit. Do it. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Connor. It's all my fault. No, it's fine. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Pitch me your concept for Spider-Man 4 real quick. Make Ooh, it hot. small. Okay, small. <laughs> or make it quick. Quick, yes. Uh, make Spider-Man it huge 4. and quick. Huge and quick. Uh, my concept for Spider-Man 4 will be... Uh, it revolves around Doc Connors becoming the lizard, and I like that a lot. So Spider-Man is, or Peter Parker's graduating from college, and he is helping Doc Connors on the research project to regenerate limbs. Peter becomes Man-Spider, and <laughs> Doc Connor becomes the lizard, and they fight through the streets of New York. Peter has to deal with an identity crisis. Oh, no, fuck that. No, scratch that. <laughs> oh my God. Reverse it. What, what it actually is, I want to do the clone saga, but it revolves all around identity and what it means to be Peter Parker and the Jackal, who's like, who's like the whole engineer of the clone saga. So, yeah, I'd like to do a creepy clone movie. And maybe the clone Spider-Man is actually Man-Spider, and it, it's like a horribly deformed, like, Peter Parker clone that Spider-Man has to fight, and the Jackal's the bad guy who does, like, keeps cloning things. And maybe the like Lizard's Logan? also there. Like Logan, yeah. But the, and the Lizard's also there maybe as the secondary villain. So, there you go. Wow. Really? I did How it. could I possibly follow that up? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Spider-Man go shopping? <laughs> yeah, just a big montage. Let's <laughs> Trying on different outfits. Dancing to each store. Um, maybe, maybe in the fourth one, Aunt May gets killed. <laughs> oh, I thought Aunt May gets superpowers. <laughs> oh, that might be better. <laughs> but I don't know. And he has to track down her killer and the whole time he's uh him and mary jane are like trying to like figure what they are out whoa because it's not like very certain at the end of the third one if they're like gonna be together or not mm. i i can pre- i can appreciate that <sighs> aunt may aunt may dies and peter has to go on a similar kind of feeling of He's still him still being impotent to stop the people he loves from dying. That might be kind of interesting in that sense. Yeah. Wow, that's a really shitty fourth movie I came up with. I don't I won't say it's shitty. Like Wait, and it turns out that Bernard is the villain. Yes. <laughs> in in my sequel. You Bernard is the my... vulture! Bernard oh, no, is the I'm vulture! Sorry. Think about it. He's just alone by himself in that big mansion. <laughs> With all the goblin juice, yeah, <laughs> all the Mountain Dew, all the Mountain. Tyler, what what is yours, please? Yeah, mine is just called Spider Man Four: The Rise of Bernard. I wrote it down. <laughs> Do without what you will. He's the new bad guy. The Rise of Bernard. Maybe he's the Vulture. I just <laughs> just uh, said that. Oh, you did. I did. Well, I was shouting over you, so I didn't hear you. So it's my idea. <laughs> did we all three yeah, of us sure. say that now? That Bernard is the villain in the fourth Bernard's one. Bernard's the vulture. Yeah, Bernard's the vulture now. <laughs> That's good. See, you want? Know I believe that that could work. And he'd be like, "You killed Harry," and he'd be like, "What are you talking about? Like <laughs> he's Jesus just even Christ?" Older. He has I like massive know. dementia, and he's just like the vulture and flying around. And Peter's just really concerned for Bernard. <laughs> I need closure for Bernard. 
Harry died and he's just by himself there. I need to know what happens. He leapt in the grave after Harry and was buried with him. He becomes Frasier's butler and Frasier moves in. Oh my god. <laughs> There's an episode of Frasier where he gets a butler and it's the bad guy in Legally Blonde. <gasps> what a oh segue. No. Did I reveal something? <laughs> no, I was just going to dig in the trash can underneath the desk like I normally do <laughs> to reveal our new franchise. <laughs> it's Legally Blonde. <laughs> Uh, so our next franchise is going to be Legally Blonde, and our first guest on that is who else but Grayson Hansen? My sister, my friend, Grayson Hansen is going to be on, and she is a prolific Legally Blonde fan. <laughs> I think she knows that movie by heart by now. Wow. Aww. And she did mm-hmm. the art for our podcast. Yes, so it'll be doubly fun. So she'll be on, uh, but before we go on to Legally Blonde, we're going to do a couple quick other episodes. Uh, important news: We on the on June tenth. Write it down in your calendars, everybody. We're gonna talk with Alyssa Wise about the new Hunger Games book. We're going back into the games. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the new book, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which sounds like a Game of Thrones book, but it's a Hunger Games book. <laughs> so, if anyone's interested in that, uh, go ahead and check it out from your local library or <laughs> order it online or something and read it read along with us and we'll talk yeah, about you have it a then. very fast due date because we're just yeah. talking about the whole we're talking about the whole book in one go right i was yeah. gonna or, say so you have like 10 days to read that book tyler no i'm a bit of a reader myself <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> no i'm worse than you are <laughs> tyler's making a real sad face i bought that book as motivation to get back into reading because I'm like, oh, That's a young, pretty good motivation. A young adult like mm-hmm. book, I could probably read this pretty easily. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see, like, because you haven't read any of the Hunger yeah. Games books, like how, like, I don't know how much sense it'll make. Well, it's a prequel. This sounds pretty standalone because it's just about President Snow as like mm-hmm. a younger gentleman. Yeah, the whole thing's about him. Gentleman. I guess I don't know. I haven't read it yet, but. Yeah, and him and this girl from District 12 is what it says in the synopsis thing. Or not oh. that I, I didn't really get like spark notes, but like on the back of the book, it's like him and this other girl from District 12. So he has history in District wow. 12. Wow. It's so weird, too, that like this is out and then is at the same time isn't um, Stephanie Meyer like, or maybe she just announced it. I don't know if it's coming out soon or if she just announced that she's writing like a, pre- is she writing a prequel to It's coming Twilight? out in like September and, uh, you know, that's coming out. Twilight, another franchise. Wow. It's, is it a prequel? Books coming out around there. Or a sequel. It's like a companion novel. Interesting. Huh. Does it talk about like uh, Frankensteins that live in that universe? Yeah. <laughs> and Shreks. Frankensteins. You, you saw that tweet I sent you, right, with a Shrek as the nemesis in Resident Evil 3? Yeah. <laughs> I bet I did. Um, so mm. we are talking about that book in a matter of <laughs> 10 days of this recording, so I better start Jeez. reading it. I better start listening. And, uh, oh yeah, you got the audiobook. Before mm-hmm. that, uh, finally, this is my chores list here. We're celebrating The Simpsons on Disney Plus returning to a proper format that's not all cropped in with my good pal and Lily's good pal, Brian McCready. Lily won't be here, but Brian McCready will be here. <laughs> yeah. Talking about that. Um, and talking about The Simpsons movie. Uh, we're going to talk about this. exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> So after this episode, we're going to do a little bonus episode on superhero movie. 
Woo. Starring Drake Bell. Starring Drake Bell, written and directed by the creator of Chernobyl. <laughs> Crazy. <Jeez. laughs> Thanks for being here, Lily. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Do you have anything fun. to plug? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can follow me, like, on, uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at TigerLily underscore Young. Um, and I think my Instagram handle is the exact same. Hey. <laughs> Thank you to Nick Buverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. Connor, do you have anything to plug? If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also like tabletop role-playing games, you should check me along with four other fabulous hosts out on Starship Impala. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but we have close to a hundred we close to we have over a hundred hours of content just waiting there chilling. So <laughs> if you ever felt like a sci-fi adventure, give that a listen. Hooray, and follow us on social media at FranchisePod on Twitter and FranchisePod on Instagram. And our email address is thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. So send us a bunch of spam and <laughs> sign us up for crap. Don't do that. I need coupons. <laughs> <laughs> to buy more Spider-Man discs. <laughs> more Spider-Man discs. I put them on my walls. This is the longest ending we've ever had. Goodbye, everyone. I can hear the theme song in my head. I can too. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever and every bus in the Spider-Man does. And scene. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what just happened? Change in the silicon mass. Yeah, it's probably a bird. It'll fly away when we fire it up. Initiating demolethorization. Who are you? It's Brock, sir. Edward Brock Jr. I ordered the name of you. And I'm dating your daughter. Burner, do I have any girlfriends? You know, I guess one person can make a difference. I don't know. I guess I've become something of an icon.
trying to figure out what to say. If it's a woman you're calling, then you say, you're a good woman, I'm a good man. First, we attack his heart. Protected you in high school, now I'm gonna kick your little ass. <sighs> you're trash, bro. Excuse me? I want you to kill Peter Parker. It's hard to believe what's happening. The brutality of it. I don't know how we can take any more. I didn't choose to be this. None of that matters, Peter. You're my friend. Best friend. I'm through with love. I'll never fall again. Said adieu to love. Don't ever call again. For I must have you or no one. And so I'm through with love. I've locked my heart. I'll keep my feelings safe. I have stopped my heart. And I mean to care for no 